see those big, bright, shiny red trucks just a trucking down the road. Those big, bright, shiny red trucks just a looking for another load. Well, it's a family tradition, any Rocky Mountain day. Our fathers before us showed us the way. We work for asphalt cowboys and concrete kings, but that's never been a problem because we got diesel in our veins. We've got diesel in our veins. I see those big, bright, shiny red trucks are just a trucking down the road. What's up, JFW family? Welcome back to the Channel 23 podcast. The purpose of this podcast is to reach out and touch the fleet, to engage and inform everyone with all things JFW. Welcome back, everybody. Jim White's back in the house. We got Brother Dave and Super Dave. Morning, everybody. everybody. Good morning. Good to be back. I listened to the last two episodes and I missed you guys. Yeah, we missed you too. It was good. Tell us a little bit about your vacation. Ah, it was it was awesome. It's so good to get away, Jam. It's a it's funny I missed the uh, the first podcast because I was too busy and was trying to get ready to go on vacation. Then obviously missed that the next one because I was on vacation. And then you get back and then you got to dig in and get caught back up. And you're like, man, the old thing is, was that vacation really worth it? But ah, this the, wow. I, we had so much fun, me and Holly. It was it was great. Thank That's good, awesome. But it is good it to is be awesome. back. It's it was it was time. I don't know if you guys when you you know take some time off, you're just like you know maybe when you go hunting, jam. You're like. Hey, I'm I'm ready to get back. You know, I'm 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 ready, and it was good. We yep. we had uh, I, I kind of told everybody we had a a funny lady on the bus that she was saying that uh, her liver was tripping because <laughs> at home she maybe has a glass of wine every week, and she says I've been smashed for five days straight. And she said I need I need to get back home bad. Wow, that's funny. <laughs> what was uh, what was your favorite part of the podcast that you missed? What did you enjoy? The uh, I really enjoyed Joe and Mike. I thought they did a great job. But Joe is an upbeat guy. You know, he's just, he fills the room with with a smile, you know. Yeah. And a, I, I met him at the CMCA and it was the, it was a, oh, uh, what kind of, because you go to different little speeches there when you're doing stuff or or uh, seminars, and the, the seminar was about how to greet people, meet people, and things like that. And how I met Joe was they ask you to hug the person closest <laughs> to you, and me and Joe were the guys that were the closest to each other. Oh, wow. and, and Joe gave me a big old hug, man. It was like it didn't phase him a dr- He would have hugged the whole place, That's you know. Funny. And then uh, Joe's not a big guy in stature, but he fills the room. He oh, does. He yeah. does. You know. And then I I enjoyed listening to Mike also because. He was factual. He was straightforward. Yeah. Well, well versed in yeah. in the in his job. So yeah, it was enjoyable. And and last week, I just thought you guys did a, a great job. You know, and I, I want to talk a little bit about it. But you know, the the podcast is so set up because I because I haven't listened to because obviously I'm in them. I haven't listened to a lot of the podcasts because I'm in them. Right? right, you guys. I mean, obviously you know that, but. <laughs> We give so much advice, but it's just down to earth advice, mm. and it's not. I don't think we're bragging. I don't think we're we're boisterous about it. It's just, do you want to better yourself? Mm. And then it gets down to no matter what. And 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 you guys covered it quite a bit last week. It's up to you, you know. And 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 I and I talk about this again 
it is up to you and and super dave's high road holland last week and and again you guys talked about it and anybody that listened to it it was a mashup of of everything it was like a summary of a lot of your high road haulings dave that high road hauling last week it was phenomenal right it really it, because it was it just mashed everything together i'm just laying it out there right now my closing thoughts today they ain't gonna match <laughs> Ooh, mine either that's yeah. interesting yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I got a I got a new fire. And, I mean, I'm I'm. You know, it's a new year. You You're know, pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> and and it's funny. I mean, obviously, we'll get to the closing argument. Let, let's just go to final thoughts. <laughs> let's, just, let's just let's just go there. Make it a podcast. But uh, you know, it did have uh, on the cruise. I, I at some point, and me and Holly had so so much time together to to have some really good conversations, and you and you're relaxing. But you still travel. You're on this phenomenal boat, you know. Depending on the packages you got, you get free food, and it's well, not free, but you've paid for it. But all the food you can eat, <laughs> yeah. right. all the booze you can drink, right. as many as many little side trips off the ship you want to take, and do all that kind of stuff. But I still heard people complaining. Oh wow! And 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 I asked Holly at one point. I'm like, do I sound like that? And Holly's like, no, she was like offended. Like I asked that because I, I just, I don't want to sound like that. I don't want to be that person. And, I, and I'm like, you know, I, I've talked to you guys about it. The, the ship that you're set up to go on vacation and it is so opulent. It is so amazing, you know, and, and this was a fairly new ship that they put into service and it had everything was the led lighting and you know one one screen and i tried to take a video of it you walk into one of the bars and you walk past the screen and you don't have to put your hand on it but it's a whole mural it's 30 feet long probably four or five feet high mural of just butterflies it's just white butterflies big ones like probably five inch but as you walk past it if you get your hand close it disturbs the butterflies in the pictures, oh, and wow. they fly oh, wow. on the screen. And I, I'm like, you guys, I was like a little kid. I couldn't go down, and we went down that hallway a lot. My finger was out. My hand was out. My elbow was out. I was making the butterflies fly. And I, I think a lot of people didn't know that's what it did. Uh, until you've seen it, right. and then and then people were like they like just stare at me. But I had I had was so there much. a little jar of hand sanitizer <laughs> at the end of the? Well, that that was the, that was the it. thing you had to know. You didn't have to touch it, Dave. Right, but how many people did? Oh yeah, everybody touched everybody it. Everybody was like, yeah. what that do? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, thanks for asking, Jam. But it was yeah, but I I, I missed here, but I, I enjoyed listening to the podcast because we we have a message, and I I'm. I'm disappointed if you're if you're not listening, or if you're a person that works here and, and quit listening because you think you've heard it all. Right. And I don't. Man, there's just it might be the same mes- message, but if if you're done listening, you're done growing. Mm-hmm. And I and I just God, we have to, you know. And I know what Dave's going to talk about because he mentioned it a little bit. It, it, it's it's the it's the same thing that if people aren't getting involved, they're they're not growing. And we're, you know, what Dave's going to talk about. I'm going to say we're stagnant, but we're stagnant because we're letting other people make our decisions, and it it's just not a it's not a good spot. And I I think that about 
You know, I've been asked in the last couple of weeks, and when I got back, you know, by one of the team members here, I said something about, are you going to do this or however the conversation, and, and they looked at me and said, is that what you want? And I'm and and I and I said no. I, I I mean, what I want, I want a shoebox full of hundreds, or I want to never work again, or I want I want Dustin Romero to be healed and and back here working. You know, I want Rico. Poof, you're healed, Dustin. Right? I want Rico to be done with his cancer. Yeah. You know th- what I want? Uh, there's a lot of things I want, but in, in the format of JFW, what I want is what everybody should want the same thing I want and that is the best for JFW and and how do we achieve how what can you do to achieve that what is your part in that role but that role goes any place it's you know no matter if you're gonna if you're gonna drive truck you want the best truck right you want to take care of that truck if you're you know if you're if you're at home and you're in a relationship don't you want the best marriage of course you know, if you if you have kids, don't you want them to be when they grow up to be the best humans they can be? I feel like we jumped to closing arguments. I mean, I can. <laughs> I missed. I missed you guys. I'm sorry. He's bottled up. <laughs> I could. I could literally piggyback that with my final thought. <laughs> Why don't we do the pledge of allegiance instead? Well, I want to be well, sure everybody good. jumps in on the pledge of allegiance. That's what I was because I. If heard. you're sitting in your truck, if yep. you're if you're somewhere, you can say it out loud. Man, say it out loud because we need to rebuild American pride in America. Mm. I, it like gives me chills because when we say it, we're sitting here in the studio and we're looking at the American flag over there in the corner, and you know, not everybody has that opportunity. Whether you're driving, no matter what you're doing, take a few seconds and say it with us. Hey, D- Dave, there's there's. You know, here's our closing arguments. Yeah, <laughs> but but you know the, the the ship went to several islands, right? And the last island we went to was Saint Thomas. That's a U.S. Virgin Island. Their flag was the United States of American flag. You know, and it said U.S. There was U.S. soldiers walking around. I bet you liked it. Made oh, you I loved it, Dave. Yeah. I loved it. There was yeah. two. I'm going to call them PT boats. You know, yeah. or I don't know what size. The big number on the front. In the, bo- like, in the port. Rock. And I was like, I, my chest swelled out, man. I was, this is America. And I'm in on some island. You well, know? We, need, we need to rebuild American Here, pride. right? Here. Here. And, yes. and we've become entitled. We don't have to work for anything. We just deserve it. Yeah. And the men that, that fought, the men and women that fought for that yep. in the wars past, People have forgotten. Yeah, and I and I and I loved seeing our men in in uniform. There's just something that's just a pride. And if you can't, if you don't feel that, I'm gonna be get out. Yeah, yeah. I'll say right here, Megan Rapinoe, the women's U.S. soccer team. You are on the women's U.S. soccer team. If you can't stand for our national anthem and you don't believe in America, leave, please. Make us a better country and leave. Go play for someone else. Just yeah. leave. That's there's just. Gotta be, there's got to be wrong. a better player than her out there. There's got to be better person. <laughs> what was yeah. she protesting, Dave? I didn't hear about this little story, but oh, I mean, it's, Dave, it's she's been done it for years. Yeah, she's been she's on the U.S. That. Olympic yeah. team for I don't know. Is this her third go round? I mean, she's she's oh, an amazing player, okay. but it it makes me sick, Dave. It know. makes me sick. Mm-hmm. You're on the U.S. 
soccer team, the United States of America, and you don't stand for our national anthem? Mm. Ah. Yeah. Well, Sickening. I could see what the problem is. I didn't know who that was, so I Googled her, and I could understand why she's not standing. <laughs> right, Jim? Right, there's the... Yeah. <laughs> she looks Don't like judge she, that book by its cover. She just looks like she ain't going to stand. <laughs> right? Yeah. And that's, that's, our, that's what we have allowed. Right? Why do we allow that? So, anyway. Yep. Let's, yeah. let's, let's do our play. It's not that we've allowed that. We have celebrated that, Dave, and that's the problem. Yeah. Yeah, it's terrible. You know, you've been talking about not a new format for the podcast, but doing something different. Let's just start from the back and work our way forward. (laughs) (laughs) End it with the Pledge of Allegiance? Oh, wait. That's not bad. Well, Well, it's not written down that way. I don't think I can follow. (laughs) (laughs) That would be starting on the last page, Dave. Go forward. (laughs) Damn, that means I would have to organize my my final thoughts every time before. You'd have to tell the punchline of your dad joke before the joke. Uh, Everybody right. look at me. The green shoes. <laughs> what? <laughs> to get to the other side. Yep, exactly. Well, that was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. We Dude. got a good one going. Yep. We got a good one going. Are Somebody, we ready? Was it, was it Super Dave said downstairs? Well, we better start talking because we got a podcast. To go. <laughs> yeah, we're yeah. 10 minutes in, haven't yep. even got to the pledge yet. Yep. 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 But, Are we ready? But to your point. You know, say the pledge with us. That'd yeah. be yeah. awesome. Yep. Say it with yeah. us. Please join us. Yeah. Yeah. Bring back that American pride. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and Dave's doing it right now, too. So if you're going to join us and you have a chance to join us, take your hat off. Be Keep respectful. Re- <laughs> Keep your eyes on the road if you're driving. <laughs> Keep your eyes on the road if you're driving. That, um, I'm, okay. I'm good know, with I, the excuse of two hands on the wheel. I got scolded in the Vatican when we were in, in uh, Rome on vacation. So you walk into the Sistine Chapel, you can't take any pictures. It's really a different vibe from the rest of the tour. I wasn't even thinking. And then this old Italian lady comes up to me and pushes me and says, take your hat off. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And then her daughter comes up to me and she was like 40 something. Oh, I'm so sorry about my mom. And I said, no, please. I'm sorry. I should have known better. So yeah. Take your hat off. So do women take their hats off when they go in there, Dave? Yeah, everybody takes So if there was a funeral there back in time and all the women had their hats and veils on, they take their hats off? I don't think they did funerals in the Vatican. I think they held mass in the Vatican, and that's what they did. Ah, okay. But I, I would have to. I it would is. like to research why do you remove your cap? Um, I know it. Is that a military thing? Do you know, Jim? I don't know. I don't agree with it. I took mine off just because you brought it up. <laughs> You know what I mean? But I, I go to, I mean, I go to church with a hat. I mean, you shouldn't be having a hat on doesn't relate to your love for anything. Like to me, I could love God just as much with my hat on as with my hat off. And my Jesus, he won't judge me for wearing a hat. You know? But I don't, I don't think it's about the being judged. It's something military with the flag. I, I, I think I would that, like to look it up. That could be, yeah. you know, because yeah. well, that's different than church. Right. It is, but that we're talking about so. the. I think it's about respect. Well, I think it's the it's pla- a show of respect, whether it's for God or, or the Jesus flag or the flag or your country or whatnot. The dinner yeah. table. Yep. What's disrespectful about it, though? I guess is my question. Yeah, that's what I don't. I mean, why? Why are you removing your cap for the for the flag? I mean, I think it's something we, we we're, we're about to find out. Right? Are now. there people there with hoodies on, Jim? And they have their hoodies pulled up at church. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't say there's a lot of people, but I bet there's some kid that's got his hoodie on. I bet so, too. 
Uh, one thing I just found for the national anthem, removing the hat is a symbol, a symbolic gesture of loyalty to the country. Hmm. For the there national you know, anthem, I would I not have thought of that loyalty. Oh. Yeah, that's what I was just. I mean, that's what yeah, I was trying. Definitely to, a symbolic. Gesture. That tells you sure, right there what I just said about Megan Rapinoe. Right. She has zero loyalty to our country. Right. Uh, to our country. These informal gestures demonstrate your character and respect for Army values. Uncovering, removing a beret hat or headgear is just good manners. It's a sign of respect to others. You should remove your headgear indoors unless you're under arms. Well, I'm always under arms, so. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's hilarious. That's a get out of free jail <laughs> right, card there, right? right? That's, that's some funny That's shit. all the reason for me to carry now. <laughs> Take you out of. Sorry, I can't. I'm under arms. <laughs> anyway, hats I, are off and we are ready to go. Ready. I pledge, pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. All right. Father God, we thank you for the opportunity to go out and do some trucking today. We pray for the safety of our fleet, all of their families, and all the other families and individuals we come across on the road today. We pray for patience and to making a good, safe decisions. We pray to be accident-free and that we all make it back to the comforts of our homes this evening. We pray for healing and 100% recovery for all of our family members that are ill, no matter what we trust you, God, and it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. As a reminder, anything you hear on today's podcast is not the opinion of JFWs. It's just our expressed opinion. We we may need to move that up. That maybe should be second after we say welcome. <laughs> yeah, I kind of. After today, yeah. I kind of blew that. There was, Actually, we had no disclaimer. It should be the very first thing. <laughs> warning, warning, welcome disclaimer, disclaimer. I do like your sound effects. I haven't listened to one with the sound effects, Jim. Love the sound effects. Nice. Yeah. Do you yeah. like the shots fired? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my tennis shoe comment. You guys got me. I, somehow I'll, I'll get even. <laughs> oh, I'm glad you like them. Oh. Episode 115 was a little light. 458 downloads. We are at 62.6 thousand total downloads. And we have 532 followers. That's awesome. I that heard that awesome. last week that all that was up in the... What a terrible week weather-wise. You know, right. a lot of people off and cold, and right. I'm sure there was just a lot of listens missed. You know, hopefully everybody goes back and makes them up. Yeah. Uh, since we already told the disclaimer, did you guys hear about the dad? He didn't want to tell his son that he was stupid. But he, <laughs> <laughs> but he did anyway because he was worried his son wouldn't figure it out on his own. <laughs> Wow. Jam, that ties into the thing that we heard about years ago with that one driver. Oh, yeah. The Two strong, kinds of people in this world. The smart people and strong people. Son, you better get strong. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, well, I, I did I did a couple uh, travel jokes here, and I already told you guys the one because we said we were going to start backwards. But we'll see if you guys catch, caught it or not. Did you know mountains aren't just funny? They are hilarious. Yes, yes you got it. <laughs> yes, uh, hilarious. Got it. Uh, and then, do you know what kind of chocolate uh, they have at the airport? Soup? Flying chocolate? Got no clue. 
plain chocolate. You never got that. <laughs> and then my last one here is, where is B's favorite vacation destination? This should be so easy. It is for other people. <laughs> B's... <laughs> Bezonia or something like that beside you. You're really be, I mean, it has to be hilarious. I'm trying to think of an island that has honey in the name. I can't think of it. Uh, it it's not. It's kind of like that. But it, anyway, oh, it, I thought it was good. something to do with a hive. No, no. no dang no. it. Okay. How about Stingapore? Stingapore. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Oh, bee related. Well, I'm going to go next just because it's been such nice weather. It feels like spring and. Believe it or not, Montana has sent out a grizzly bear notice Sweet. because they were so aggressive towards the end of last year preparing for winter. And they say, in light of the rising frequency of human grizzly bear conflicts, the Montana Department of Game and Fish is advising hunters, hikers, ice fishermen, fishermen, everyone to take extra precautions and keep alert for bears while in the field. They advise that outdoorsmen wear noisy little bells on their clothing so as not to startle the bears when when they aren't expecting them. They also advise that outdoorsmen uh, should carry pepper spray just in case of an encounter with a bear. It's also a good idea to watch out for fresh signs of bear activity. Outdoorsmen should recognize the difference between black bear and grizzly bear poop. Black bear poop is smaller, contains lots of berries and squirrel fur. Grizzly bear poop contains little bells and smells like pepper. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. Uh, That was good. I'm just, you're listening to the story, and then all of a sudden you you say that. I'm like, dope. (laughs) You're thinking one of the camping trips you take us every day. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So, you know, I hate winter. I'm tired of winter. But you always want to look at the bright side of everything, right? One of the bright sides of winter is no bugs. No mosquitoes, no flies. I mean, it's really, really nice. But you do see a lot of spiders. And, you know, when a spider isn't feeling well, where do they go? (laughs) Where do they go for some health advice? Health advice. Oh, it's got to be eight something. Eight. Oh, it's so obvious, man. Podiatrist. So obvious. They log into WebMD. Oh, man. Wow. <laughs> WebMD. Uh, okay. Clearly, we're we're clearly, all sorry you don't have to listen to the podcast. I, I got another Clearly one. the spider one's... doesn't have nice. <laughs> no, definitely Sweet. not. So I do like to play chess. Did you guys ever know that about me? <laughs> and recently I just defeated our local chess champion in Lafayette <laughs> in only five moves. Finally, my youth karate class came in here. Ah, <laughs> that's funny. That's a good bad. one, Dave. I liked both of them. I like the WebMD. <laughs> yeah. It is so obvious. That's yep. awesome. Yeah. Armando Duval sent me one also about bears, Brother Dave. What, oh. do, you, what do you call a bear without teeth? Oh, I oh, know. Gum, yeah. Gummy bear. Gummy bear. Gummy bear, bear, yeah. yeah. All right. Good time. Oh, Bella would like that. Yeah. Jim, you got to go home yep. and tell that. If I, well, I will see Bella on Friday if I can remember to tell her. I will. Ah, <laughs> uh, let's see. New employees? Not applicable. Celebrations? Anniversaries? Not applicable. Wow. <laughs> it's that wow. time of the year. Birthday, though. 
Birthdays, though, we got Gilbert, Benny, and Nat Bisignano. They both have birthdays today. Ah, happy birthday, guys. Yeah, happy, happy birthday, birthday today. Yep. And then Omar Reyes, he has a birthday tomorrow. Happy, happy birthday, birthday, Omar. Omar. Happy birthday, Omar. Family birthday celebrations. We miss Mel- Melissa Reyes. That's Vince Meekin's significant other. Her birthday was last Friday. Oh. Happy birthday, Do we Melissa. not have it on the list? It was on the list. It was my mistake. Oh, yep. okay. Good. I know, it's, I know a lot of those aren't given to us. Yep. Nope. Right? Everything. I, that's the first place I went. Hmm, let me see if she's on the list. And Vince told me, well, you announced her last year. And right there, I was like, I doubt we would just take her off the list. So. You're off the list. Yeah. <laughs> no birthdays for you. No soup for you, right? Yeah, no soup for you. Gilly's son, Chris, turned 16 today. And then... God, he's pretty small for 16, isn't he? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then, Sorry, Gilly. And Gilly. <laughs> Ryan Emmerling's son, Blake, turns 18 tomorrow. And then Jeff Soto's son, Emiliano, turns eight on Friday. So oh, happy birthday. Wow. Oh, great happy birthdays. Birthday. Happy yeah. birthday. Yeah, that 18, that's a milestone, Ryan. Yep. Congratulations. Yep. Yeah, and the that's, 16 for driving, Dave. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. true. Yeah, those those aren't your little kids anymore. Nope. That 18, that's a real blast for, for men because they have to go register. No matter what their pronouns are, they still have to register mm-hmm. for the military, so... Yeah, they can have some pronouns, but they still got to register. <laughs> Is there anything you want to talk about, Brother Dave? I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> you want to uh, let's Staying start. Up. Let's start with your guys' shout outs first, and then I'll go. <laughs> Anybody got any shout outs? Um, I, I, you know, hopefully Joe or Mike re-listen or at some point listen to the podcast. Still, um, I thought they did a great job, and just wanted to tell them thank you for being guests. Didn't get a get a chance, you know, when they were they were here. And then um, we talk about him a lot. I don't know how much we, we give him a shout-out, but I wanted to give a shout-out to uh, Mikey um, in the shop. Uh, we've been just throwing a lot at him lately. We've got, you know, the new trucks coming in. Uh, you know, the Western Stars are different from the Kenworths. And, you know, and then he's uh, helping us put together the Super Tandems. And, you know, Brother Dave searched and searched for the specs on the Super Tandems, trying to get us a, a deal on the truck so that we could uh, – you know, bust into the market and, and be conservative with what we're trying to do and yet still have, you know, awesome trucks. And uh, the rear ends happen to be, need to be moved forward. You know, it doesn't sound like very much, but two foot to be able to adjust the load correctly on the trucks when we get loaded in the other axles. And Mikey, he just, you know, he puts his hand in his, on his forehead and he goes to thinking, <laughs> rubbing his forehead, but he's, he's a champion when he comes to that stuff. And you know, he, he, he's a guy that just doesn't come to me and Dave and ever go, what do you want? He, he, he sees our vision and he accomplishes it. Right. I, I mean, he's a, he's, a, he's a guy that I think, you know, I mean, I know I tell him thank you, but I think he's a guy that m- misses getting mentioned. Right. You know, in the whole scheme of things. And, you know, all the mechanics, when you have that job, people only come to you when things are broken. You know, and it's not like you get, you get, hey, my truck ran, you know, 100,000 miles. You, you just don't go to it. Oh, my truck ran a mile and it broke. You know, that, that, that's what you get. You know, I guess, I guess it's kind of like a psychiatrist that you just listen to everybody's problems all day. And that's <laughs> right. got to be kind of a rough job at the end of the day. You, you know? know the difference between a psychiatrist <clears throat> and a mechanic, though? This isn't a joke, <laughs> right? I mean, it sounds like a joke, but it's not. A psychiatrist just listens. That's all he's got to do. Yeah. Right? 
He doesn't fix it. He doesn't make suggestions. He doesn't Wait. anything. The mechanic's got to fix the stuff. Well, you'd hope a psychiatrist helps you fix it. Yeah. I mean, they do have have a little responsibility. And how dare you assume it was a he psychiatrist? <laughs> wow. Well, that's right? better than a blank. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that was... M blank, F blank? Yeah, Dave, uh, calling him the... By the way, speaking of uh, Joe and Mike, we do have Ryan Byers coming on on the 7th. Okay, perfect. Yeah, Ryan's a good guy also. He'll have a lot of information. Very, well, I mean, his business is DOT, but that'll be a DOT. Oh, yeah, uh, we we all learn something. Yeah, conversation with Gosh, I hope he doesn't play the piano. (laughs) He's, he Can you imagine getting a piano up here? He cooks. (laughs) (laughs) He cooks. I know he cooks. He's he's passionate about uh, smoking and different stuff like that. Maybe he's listening and he'll bring us breakfast. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> so that that's all I got, you guys. Okay. You guys got any shout outs? First I mean, the, one on there is yours. So. I was gonna say, Go I mean it. the one that's on the list here, I I just we gotta give a big shout out to uh Andrick, uh Chili Dog and uh Edward. They the three of them flew out to uh Indiana and uh picked up these three we're I mean, we're calling them the super dumps. Uh they're just cabs and chassis, they don't have the beds on them yet, but they flew out to Indiana and Man, right out of the gate, there were issues. And what I mean by that is their flight was delayed like three times. They had a connecting flight in Chicago. And you guys, you know, I don't know if any of you have ran into this, but you know how like you you search something on the internet and you type it in and like it comes up, yeah, Amazon has 3,000 of those. And you click on it and you're like, well, that isn't what I searched. Hmm. And it's giving you a little different, like you're asking for a, uh, I don't know, a gas tank, and it shows you a diesel tank. Mm. But it said, you know what I mean? It it told you we had it, and it right. takes you to it because you click on it, right? Well, you guys, somewhere along the way, I dropped the ball, and I was so concerned because almost there's no through flights to Fort Wayne, Indiana, right? Mm. And they needed to get from here to Fort Wayne, Indiana. So they had to make a connecting flight. The most popular connecting flight from here to Fort Wayne, Indiana is in Fort Worth, Texas. So they would have had to fly from here to Fort Worth, Texas, back to Fort Wayne, Indiana. And I'm just like, so they're flying five extra hours. It's a longer layover. I mean, all of this crap, right? And I see, oh, they can fly from here to Chicago O'Hare and then Fort Worth. You guys, 100% on me. I picked it. It flew back to Indianapolis, which is two hours away from Fort Wayne. So these guys land at Chicago O'Hare. They only have like 45 minutes to make their connecting flight. And they text me and said, hey, does a two-hour Uber ride sound right to get from the airport to our hotel? I'm like, no, not even close. It's like 17 minutes. I checked it. You know what I mean? I'm like, okay, airport in Fort Wayne. Here's the hotel. Here's where the trucks are located. You know what I mean? I did my due diligence, right? Like, I'm, I'm on it. Well, clearly not. Man. Because I booked them a flight from Chicago O'Hare to Indianapolis, which is two hours away instead of right in Fort Wayne, you guys. So totally set them up for failure, right? But here's the rock stars these guys are. They not only catch it, right? They're on it. They're like, we're going to, before they even call me, they've already went to the, the little Uber shack. No, not the Uber shack. The, the airport assistance yeah, or whatever. Yes. What flight, uh, uh, customer service is what I'm trying to spit out, right? They've found another flight from there to Fort Wayne. It's still available. 
It's like 170 bucks, and I'm like, you got no choice. Book it. Take it. There's still time to get on it. They're like, yeah, we're, it's good. Like 30 minutes goes by, you guys, and they call, and they're bummed, and they're like, man, we can't. They won't allow us to buy the ticket because it's so close to the flight. They won't allow us. And I'm like, all right, you know, thank you, 9-11, right? That's just my reply to that. So they're like, what should we do? And should we should we go fly to Indianapolis and then just take the Uber? And I'm like, yeah. You know, at this point, we're we're in Chicago, and we one way or another, we got to get to Fort Wayne, right? So so they're like, okay. So they they run, and you guys, they just closed the door on the airplane to get to Indianapolis, so they couldn't get on the airplane, the flight to Indianapolis. So again, kudos to these guys. Without my urging or anything, they just immediately go to rental car. They find a rental car for a hundred bucks. It was a hundred nine bucks. And they, they hop in it, and they all take turns driving, and they haul ass to, wow. to Fort Wayne, Indiana. Now, granted, <laughs> it took them about three and a half extra hours. <laughs> so the hotel we paid for really only got used for about 90 minutes, I think. But they at least got to lay down and get some sleep. But, I mean, that just on top of, you know, a, a handful of little other things, nothing really major. I mean, they got the trucks picked up, uh, got out of town weather back there is horrible right snowstorm come through they got several inches of snow ice rain you know just just not ideal conditions to be traveling in they've already you know conquered all of the rest of these issues that i set them up for failure on and uh so what i'm worried about is they have to spend the night somewhere well i look clear across the country you guys from fort wayne indiana to denver it doesn't warm up temperature wise until like fort morgan and I know where they're spending the night. All of Iowa was going to be below zero. All of uh, uh, Illinois was going to be below zero. So they wound up the first night they made it to uh, Shelby, Iowa. And, you know, we kind of go over, here's the fuel additive you need. You know, park the trucks so we can access the batteries. Uh, you know, you guys aren't familiar with it. Be sure when you go to start the truck, push the clutch all the way to the floorboard so the transmission isn't spinning in the cold oil. You know, I just kind of go over, like, let's set it up for success so we're at least prepared if we have a failure. Mm. You know, where we got them a room was right across the street from the, the uh, Loves, Loves truck stop. And, mm. uh, you know, in case they had problems, needed <clears throat> stuff. So anyway, they wake up. It's 12 below, right? And you're just like... Man, just the odds of any truck starting in 12 below, it, you know what I mean? It's a 50-50 shot. Well, two of the three start. The third one wouldn't start, of course. And Later, chill the dog. <laughs> yeah, we <out>. right, <laughs> right, right. So uh, anyway, I, I'm like, all right, just cruise over to the truck stop, see if they have a jump box, and they'll come over and jump you. I kind of got the impression from Chili Dog, the service department over there at the Loves, was they were kind of jerks. And, mm. I, I mean, if you're around those three, they just instantly put a smile on your face immediately, man. They're smiling, joking, laughing. They're in such crappy situation, and they're still happy, right? So make a long story short, he tell, I says, all right, what do they got for jumper cables? And uh, he's like, uh, they have an 8-gauge and a 12-gauge. And I'm like, okay, get two 8-gauge jump. He's like, no, they have an 8-gauge or a 12-gauge. And I'm like, get both. <laughs> That's all. That's our option, right? So they get both jumper cables. They go over. I have them hook, you know, two batteries to two batteries on the trucks, and they're they're both four four battery trucks. And I leave it sit for thirty minutes, and they call me, and 
They were so happy, you guys. It was like they had won the Super Bowl, and they were just elated. So wow. they fired up the trucks and came home, and they were just, I don't know, they were just rock stars. You know, they I went over. I didn't bug them Saturday night, but Sunday I wanted to know, hey, if you had any write-ups, I know it's going to be difficult to write anything up on the truck because they don't have truck numbers. Chili Dog sends me a screenshot of his write-up. On the write-up, he goes, I know these trucks don't have truck numbers. Here's the last four of the VIN. They had already done the write You know what I mean? Thinkers. They were, it was, it was so, it made me feel so proud, Jim. And I know, I know you were gone on vacation, but I wrote back to him that you and I would have been so proud because they just handled things. They're thinkers and they're, they're young in our industry and they're, they're educated. They make smart decisions. And it wasn't just on one thing. They, they're not helpless. It was, it was so inspiring to see, you know, kind of, I don't want to say youth in our industry because that, it makes them sound really young, and they're not. Yeah, but they're, I mean, they're, they're younger, right? right? Yeah, they're, they're, yeah, Edwards, yeah, 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 right, Jam, yeah. <clears throat> but on a personal note, those guys all got good hearts. They do. You know, yeah. not only are they beasts at work, not only do they get it done, but they're good people. Yes, you know. Yes, like, it's it's clear to see that, Jam. Yeah. You know, and I just, yeah, you guys just did a great job. I can't thank you enough, everybody. Everybody, those guys rocked it. You know what I mean? And I just, I feel terrible because I'm like, how on earth did I do that? You know what I mean? I still look back at the ticket and I'm like, I know they needed to go to Fort Wayne. I typed in Fort Wayne. <laughs> Definitely out of character for you. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't smell it. Like, <laughs> smelling the wrong city here. And, and then I told Jim, I was like, God, I wonder if subconsciously, because, you know, for right. me to see Sam, I have to go to India and I'm like, uh. Did I see it? And I, I didn't even put two and two together. Yet I searched Fort Wayne for the hotel. I searched Fort Wayne for the Uber. Right. Checked out how far from the hotel to the airport on an Uber. How close they were in Fort Wayne from the hotel to the tra- You know what I mean? Like right. everything was Fort Wayne for me. And I, wow. I all I can think of is I was so concerned because when I found that connecting flight out of O'Hare, I'm like, boom, that's the one we need. Mm. O'Hare to Fort Wayne. And all I can think of is I just never looked that it went to Fort Wayne. Yeah, I was like, man, they, they it'll be a forty-five minute layover. Oh. bam, bam, they're they're there. It's like the it would have been a total of like a five-hour day. Wouldn't have been as fun though. Yeah, and their five-hour <laughs> day, man. I think they put in like fifteen. <laughs> I'll delete that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, good job, guys. Thanks. You 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 earned the next one for sure. I was I was going to tell you. It reminded me as I was looking through for some travel jokes. There was one that came up. Says, guy goes to the travel agents and agency or the the airlines and says, Hey, I want to get away. I either want to go to Denver or I want to go to Utah. And they're like, Oh, okay. Let me look up some flights. And they looked up and they said, Well, Denver looks pretty expensive. It's three hundred dollars. And they're like, Okay, what is it to Utah? Oh, we got some good rates. They're ninety nine dollars, but there's a layover. And the guy goes, where's the layover? Denver. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, some of those flights, Jim, when I was initially looking, it sounds crazy, but since there was nothing that was a through flight, there was actually, I stumbled across some round trip flights that they would have had to have gone somewhere else, but a round trip flight was cheaper than a one way. Yeah. I'm like, how on earth, how does that work? So anyway, yeah. The good news is they were rock stars and the trucks are here. Excuse me. Sorry about that. My alarm's going off at my house. That, that, that's all right. Go ahead and take your phone call. No. <laughs> <laughs> Let us know when you're ready to get back to the show. Uh, I'm ready. <laughs> you got any other shout-outs, guys? Uh, I'm good. Just what's on the list here. You know, I know okay. you guys read it. Yep. Jammer. 
Right. All right. Shout out to Sergio Portillo and Chris Beam for working with and giving valuable feedback to Toro. They had somebody from Toro come here yesterday. Those guys took time out of their days to come up here and cooperate and just help them develop the software program. So appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. And I know we we told you about the the shout out and stuff, Jim. And when I was upstairs, you know, when you're when you're doing that stuff and you've done enough uh, Zoom meetings or different things like that, whatever it might be. Sometimes there's just no conversation, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I was afraid those guys right. wouldn't get involved, you know, because they're, just, you know, probably not used to doing it really. And they they did like Dave's, you know, use the word rock star. Sergio was involved. He had his pieces he wanted better. Yes. Chris had his pieces. He explained it. They were very articulate. And, and I was going to say, I think Chris Beam is used to giving feedback. He <laughs> he is, <laughs> but the it was it was just it, it was. Uh, what would be the word? It would be critical feedback. Gotcha. You know yeah. what I mean? And and you know, in Toro, that's one thing that that I've noticed, and everybody's noticed. They are just they're they're on it. I mean, like Chris said when he left, some of the changes he asked, they changed right then and there. You know, mm-hmm. and was able to do for him. And the the dispatch part of Toro and what they're helping with is is amazing. I, I just hope they're they're back in their accounting system can come along with their program. Mm-hmm. You know, in the future would be. Jim, it sounds like they gave him some very rich, robust, critical information. Right, right. (laughs) Wait, was the insurance here? (laughs) I I felt that when I was in the room, the richness. Uh, Holly White wants to give a shout-out. She says on her way in the other morning on I-25, she was driving alongside 0020 and 0073, who were in the middle lane doing a great job with distance and speed and just Cadillacing along. Making us look good to the public from Holly White. That's awesome. It is awesome. It is yeah. awesome. Again, you just never know who's out there you watching. You just never know. Is that right. Mike Bortz and two? It would be Gerardo and Gabe. Oh, God, I wasn't even close. You were five truck changes. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My God. Well, Gerardo was close. He drives 72. Yeah, Gerardo's been in 20 for a year. Yeah. 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 He's a rock star. I saw he him is. the other day. He's another guy with good heart. Right? Yeah. yeah. Todd Dull, he wants to give a shout-out to 0049 Omar and 00101 Jimmy for helping him out at Arcosa to shovel about three tons of shale that was frozen in the nose of his trailer. Oof. They both jumped into action to help without being asked. I was very appreciative and love the JFW culture. Isn't that great? You're you're out somewhere doing something and, you know, working hard, and here comes two guys with two more shovels. Right. Like, that's awesome. That is, it, it, yeah. Good stuff. Right. Anthony Harper, he wants to give a shout-out to uh, Andrew. I think he was in 0088. That would be Andrew Nonis for helping me bust rock out of the nose of the trailer here at 12. And to Tony for loaning me his baby sledge since the one in 0096 was missing. So Mm. good teamwork there. Just good culture, right? Absolutely. Nothing, Nothing like that. And then I got a... Text from Veronica this morning. She called me Jim, but that's okay. She wants to give a shout-out to Greg, Greg Wise. He had his truck running cores on Sunday. Not only did he keep it clean, but he went above and beyond beyond and washed it as well. Wow, very cool. That is cool. Yeah. Yeah. Greg, Greg does do that. I've seen him do it before. He'll take the time to put it back better than it was. Nice. That that is that's incredible. Sure is. Yeah, I'm not sure where it fits in the discussion here. I, and maybe it's in the shout-outs, but 
we just interviewed for another person to help in the office here in uh, upstairs and it sure seems like she'll be a great addition to the team but part of going through the interview when she got up and left um she pushed her chair in before she left the interview put her cart back did she she put her cart back and uh, <laughs> it was just like i guess that's the you look for those those signs don't you you know and uh, dave when you talked about those guys filling out the you know pre-trip or post-trip and doing the other stuff and it, again it, it's not what what we want or or i want it's it's what needs to be done and that's when the guys i think the guys and gals you know we we have so many people here like you keep saying jam with great hearts but they recognize what needs to be done you know and that's the that's the that's the heart of it you're you're in it you know you're you're feeling every bit of it and i think that's that's fantastic yeah yeah you know that the you know, talking about Greg putting Veronica's truck back cleaner than he found it, I, I kind of thought, you know, how sometimes that's hard. You know what I mean? It's like you got to take extra effort. And it's kind of funny because I've been driving dad's car for a week and a half because I had to take him to a doctor's appointment. He's hurt and, and couldn't drive. So I've just like been driving it back and forth because then I had to take him to another appointment, you know? And it's during that cold snap, and it's been leaving it outside. And there's all sorts of you know, icicle, dirt icicles hanging on it. You know, just the grunge, right, of the vehicle. And then of course he's got beige floor mats. Yeah, I, I mean I feel your pain because I had to jump in it with you the other day, and I opened right? up the door, and I was like, "What am I <laughs> what supposed? Are, to, what do I do with my where, feet? Where do yeah. my feet go? Right? Yeah. yeah. But then I seen your side was completely." <laughs> 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 so your side was completely trash. No, I'm just kidding, senior. I'm just joking. You're honest. It was it was trash, Jam, and I guess that's my point. You know what I mean? Like, I ran and washed it, and I wiped it all down, and I even got back here, and I wiped it down some more, and then I got out, and I looked at the floor mat, and I'm like, oh, boy. We have to do something about that. I can't leave that. You know what I mean? You're just right. like, I didn't find it like that. I can't give it back to him like that. You know right. what I mean? And I guess, you know, that's just where it comes from. I don't know. I'm not sure. So, of course, I drug the floor mats into the wash bay, and I got out the soap, and I scrubbed them and nice. washed them off, and then I scrubbed them some more, and then I washed them off some more. Nice. It was about a three-scrub cleanup, and then I laid the towel down, and I got in it, and I drove up there, and there it was. Yep. It's all perfect. Just like he left it's it. It's just, no, it's nicer. There you go. It's nicer As than it I got be. it. And you know what, Jam? even topped it off with gas buddy wow right wow he's got clean windows clean car clean floor mats and full of gas sorry dad i didn't rotate the tires or change the oil <laughs> did you put a new air freshener in it day one <laughs> <laughs> that's funny well speaking of in day three and day seven <laughs> <coughs> Which leads me into my next topic, or our next topic, I should say, truck cleanliness. Um, <laughs> what, a, what a segue. What right. a segue. Boom. Yeah, so the You're other welcome. day, Varela, um, he, he, his truck was down, or no, they didn't have any tandem work, so he needed to jump into an endo. Well, he jumped in, and he sent JR and myself some pictures. I don't know what was going on in there, but there was about... <laughs> I don't know what was I going mean, on. I mean, it looked like my kitchen trash after about three days' worth of trash. Right, it looked like 50 people cleaned up a parking lot after a party. Right, at Wendy's or McDonald's or uh -huh. something. Yeah, it was all... I mean, it was disgusting. And it was just like, how do you just... I mean, driving down the road, yeah, I'll throw a wrapper, I'll throw an empty 
water bottle or a pop bottle on my floorboard and then I throw it away, you know. And if I didn't throw it away that day, it's getting thrown out pretty soon after that. Yeah. But not bottle after bottle after bottle after bottle after bottle. I mean, it was just, it was terrible, you know, and disrespectful, you know, don't care about the job, don't care about what if somebody else had to drive your truck. I sent the driver some pictures and I'd be like, is there a reason that your truck looks like this? Oh, yeah, I just forgot to dump my trash the other day. It's like, that ain't one day's worth of trash. Right? You know. I mean, at both yards, I can literally say your door is inches. From the trash can. From the trash can. Yeah. And, and I don't mean one or two inches. I'm talking like 30. Right. Right? So 50 inches. To me, that's just a serious will problem. You don't have the will right. to keep your equipment in good shape. And honestly, like, I did explain to that driver, and he's not here anymore. And I, you know, hindsight, I'm wondering if it correlates. But I was like, listen, we're not going to accept that. Right. And if this is what you're going to do, JFW is not the place for you. Yeah. You know, so. I, I, I. I think it's tied together, and it was the best thing for all of us. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, we talk about that all the time, Jim, when you get stopped at a safety inspection or go through the port and they want to look in your truck. When they look in that truck and they, if they would have saw that, they'd uh, have been like, uh, uh, inspection. I got one. Yep, I got we're one doing here. This guy's, if he can't throw his own trash away. Right. Because that didn't happen today. That didn't happen yesterday. He's been accumulating that trash all week. Maybe. Uh-huh. That seemed like a lot of trash to me. Who knows, you know? I guess. Who knows? But, I mean, Matt, to me, what does your house look like? Oh. You know? Like, to me, I would be embarrassed to open up my door and for somebody to see that. Yeah. You know? I just I, I just couldn't do it. So, anyway. Keep the trucks clean, everybody. That's the JFW standard, and we shouldn't, we shouldn't have that. So. Yep. Moving on. Moving on. Uh, Fry Pit 6 is now Martin Marietta Wallstrom, and the tickets reflect that. So we do need to start using those terms because if somebody starts today, they don't know what Fry Pit 6 is anymore. Yep. You know, everything says Martin Marietta on it. Yeah, we may as well just start calling it that. Dispatch made the switch last week. We talked Mm -hmm. to him about it. And yeah, Martin Marietta Wallstrom, Corey. Yeah, I I got that email, and I'm, I'm sorry, guys, I can't. <laughs> it just won't go to fries. It just <laughs> won't. I just won't. I just, it's 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 fries, Corey. Right? I mean, I, I mean, yeah, yeah. It's and and yes, we have to do it. But I I told Dave we got that deal that Al, you know, signed it, sent us an email, you know, or or everybody an email, you know, formal president of of uh, fries, you know, how, whatever companies. Yeah. And and I, I don't know. For me, it was heartbreaking because the guy that that family that that institution and that's been you know 40 years of my life and i, I they see, created an institution jim i don't yeah, mean to interrupt you yeah, they, they created they, an institution they did, yeah they 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 grew with like jfw and and you know the the family and stuff and i've and i worked with three generations of the fries but i i texted dave back and i said that's a hard one for me because that is the that is the first load I ever hauled was out of one of their pits. <laughs> the first time I was ever stuck in a pit <laughs> was in their pit. The first time I ever popped my tailgate on an accident was on their scale. <laughs> wow, you were that guy. I was that guy. <laughs> wow. You know, the just so many firsts, but that's where we, we hauled out of all the time. That was, you know, and, and you know, first time overloaded and 
first time having a, a frozen tailgate valve and it was just the, that's almost like an oxymoron first time overloaded at a fry pan <laughs> i didn't know that was possible right must have been going through the port <laughs> you know we, we we set the record and won't tell you what that is but <laughs> that's uh, super dave knows because i think he beat my last record one time <laughs> i'm just glad we had a chance to have him on the podcast oh yeah he, yeah, yeah. I don't want to say retired because he's still up there, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, it was just nice to have him yeah. on yeah. and Great. learn him and learn him and learn his heart. And, yeah, so well spoken, so yeah. passionate, so just. A great, great human being. Yeah. Yeah. Things are already changing up there, you guys. I was talking with Jack O'Quindle last night. He goes, "Oh man," he goes, "We have to get tear weights all the time now." And he goes, "The line was out." This, out the driveway and down the street just because uh. everybody needed a tear weight and fry used to understand that you know i remember going in there just saying hey i have a different trailer i need a new tear weight and they would say hey we're really busy what's your tear weight and i just tell them and then they'd say okay you're good to go yeah yeah um, so martin marietta is not going to be the friendly family company that fry was no it's i mean it's corporate i think Mar martin marietta is a good company i think they the way they run spec ag and the way they do different things but it is it, we've we've lost a a partnership we lost mm -hmm. somebody with an understanding of the business you yep. know and they'll have an, to an institution closed yeah and they'll have to they'll have to do things different that 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 the family didn't because you just like you said it's a business mm -hmm. you know i Part of my closing talks again. I got so many notes, but we took a little scuba boat out to do some. We did snorkeling. I didn't do scuba, but it was a, a, a family-owned boat. A man and a wife, you know, owned the boat. And when her boat came up, you know, it it's setting. It's it's going past Jeff Bezos of Amazon's, you know, 417-foot sailing ship. And all she can see is her boat. And when her boat pulled up, she goes, isn't my boat beautiful? <laughs> you know, and, and the passion and, yes. you know, that's, uh, you know, I want to talk a little more about it. But I'm like, yeah, that's your boat. You're right. You, you should be proud of that boat. And it was well taken care of. You could tell it was clean. It was, you know, it was there to help us have a good time mm -hmm. and, and good stuff. But that it's different, like you're saying, Dave, that if... I don't know if I'm making the word if Amazon owned her boat, that's it wouldn't be ran the same, right? right. You know, wouldn't be that personal touch. And yeah. yeah, Dave, we've lost an institution of yeah. of of understanding our business, right? You know, and we all know from having Al on too, the one scale you don't need to tear right. because it figures your tear and yeah. then loads you when you're loading under the two bins, yeah, the east and west bins, yeah, because yeah. it has a way hopper, inside. yeah, right, yeah. And, yeah. And, so, well, no, those are the sea bins that have the way hoppers. But when things were busy, they set up that extra kiosk on the outside of the west bin, and they would print your ticket just by the weight in the way hopper. Yeah. yeah. And they would, man, they just, boom, you're in and out. It's the mecca. <clears throat> Sorry, Dave, go ahead. Well, I, when, when we were talking about the sale, I think it was maybe Monday, Dave, I jumped on to a couple of web pages, industry web pages like, I don't know, pit and plant or something. Uh, <clears throat> you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, like pit and quarry, stuff yes, like that. Yes, pit and yeah. quarry, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Rock and Stone, in 2017, several. they did an interview with Al Fry, and he said, listen, we figured out a long time ago, 
our distance to travel was twice as far as any other crushed rock quarry, so we had to be better. We had to get that guy in and out in five minutes to make it worth his time to drive the extra distance. Mm. And he said, you know, the way that their crushers are set up and their wash plan is set up, which you two know, Jim and Dave, the wash plants knew. They never had water up there right. in the old days. Mm-hmm. You know, we yeah. only could get dry rock. But, dry dry yeah. product. But, but he was very proud of the fact in this interview that that rock never touches the ground from when it goes into the crusher, the, and the whatever they call it, the number one crusher, let's call, say, and I, that's not the right name, but either way, to when it goes through the wash plant, to when it goes through the secondary plant to, you know, screen it again or whatever and then when it goes into your truck it never touches the ground right Mm -hmm. how cool is that right absolutely dave absolutely yeah yeah and i think martin mary yeah they're probably got a really big learning curve because i'm sure you know like you said dave if the trucks were all backed up the county will be up there the state patrol will be up there you know they'll have other people bug them and go oh we we got to move trucks we can't we can't run it like we've been running other places. Right. Yep. But that's that's a learning curve for everybody. Yep. Spot yep. on there too. Yeah. Yeah. Next on the list, we wanted to talk about the uh, white turn signals. They're supposed to be amber. And what did we discover that the amber was burning off? The amber is burning off of the bulbs. <clears throat> yeah. So if you notice on your pre-trip that your bulbs have gone to white. Could be time to change them on out. the front of the tractor yep. and the turn signal that's directly next to your headlight. Mm-hmm. Yep. So if you have one white one and one yellow one, what would you do? Um, let's see here. Change the white one. <laughs> yep. Sweet. <laughs> Good answer. Good answer. I think it's on the board. Survey says. Ding 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 ding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, hey, from- I got a quick question, Dave. Did you talk to Rick about that by chance? About the bulbs? Uh huh. No. No. Does he even know that that happens with that design of headlight? Dave, those are our bulbs to the best of my knowledge. Well, I'm sure they're over the counter, but wouldn't you think it happens to just about anybody that drives or operates that model truck? I don't think it's the model truck. I think it's the bulbs. So we need to buy different kinds of bulbs. Yeah. I I think Mike's checked into it already. Yeah, because they're when, when I, Sylvania bulbs. Exactly. Like when I them. said something, but he asked about being Napa. Where where were we getting them? Yeah. On because like you said, Dave, if it's Napa, it's a Sylvania. Right. We need to get them from like MHC or whatever that and makes them GE. GE. Yeah. Or, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it. I think that's. More I'm just thinking problem. we probably buy a brand name product like Sylvania, and I would bet ninety percent of the people that order bulbs for trucks do. Yeah, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm just wondering if Rick was aware of it, or guess not. I, that's a great question, Dave. I I don't know. Yeah, maybe I, it is I, a I problem would, that we yeah. missed. It's just like the the airbags, the <laughs> transmissions, the oh, the tire sensors. The that's, yeah, that's the latest thing, yeah. right? Yeah, they're, they're still working on the the tire sensors, the TPMS system. Yeah, crazy stuff. It is. Uh, dispatch wanted to bring up. Uh, we default to the start times and paycom. That announcement comes via email. So what I mean by this is on your Toro, there's usually two different start times, either a 5 a.m. or a 6 a.m. That is just to fulfill the requirements of the program. They need a start time in there. Those are the two times that they put in there. They just default to that. Your start time is what comes out in paycom via a paycom announcement on your email. 
Does that make sense? It does. Everybody get that? It's kind of a bummer, but it makes sense, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Great. It's a bummer our start time can't be. <clears throat> what it is? Well, yeah. What it should be, right? Why, why should we have one person that has a possibility of two different start times? It's, mm. it's kind of a bummer. It, it is. You know, I, I, would, I wish we could be better at that. Let me look into it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, the, the, I mean, we ask dispatch in their description of Toro because Toro is offering you both because I don't think it's a Toro thing. It's just how we're trying to do the loads. Yeah. And it's a planning. It's a little bit of a shortcut for dispatch to put it in in a, in a broad hours from right. you know 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. as such. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But, so know, I get my dispatch for Toro and then an email comes out that... I don't start till 7. Yeah, and I right. would be like, "Well, which one? What does this yeah. apply to me? Is the email gen- does the email trump the tour? You know what I mean? Like the email does trump the tour. I, I get yes. it. I'm just saying, right? <laughs> well, what like, I've gotten questions from guys is that they get one time in Toro, and then they get another time in XBE, and then they get a third time on their bet, on their Dave, paycom, yeah. and they'll call me up and say, "What time am I supposed to be there?" I, I bet that's. Yeah. What time do you want to come in? <laughs> <laughs> what time works for you? Yeah, These are so simply suggestions. Paycom time is your time. Yeah, paycom yes. should trump everything. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's the bottom line. Yeah. I so wish we could be better, and we probably can be. So yeah, need to work on it. Yeah. You know, there's still stuff. Yeah. What do they call that when you're never mind. <laughs> a work in progress. Thank you. You bet. Yep. I couldn't even come up with the word work. <laughs> so I'm like, I'll just stop. That's right like there. earlier when I was talking to you guys. I couldn't come up with the road word drone. I mean, <laughs> I was like, "What's that flying thing?" You know, the flying thingy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, what the hell? Progress in motion. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. See All right, butterfly. <laughs> <laughs> so, I've, as everyone's aware. We started the five uh, percent safety bonus, so you will get five percent of your gross pay quarterly for being a good, safe driver. With the five percent, though, with the three percent increase, that's going to bring a little bit more scrutinization. You got to be doing the job right. You know, we're giving these bonuses to people that do it the right way, day in and day out. So, if you're running heavy or you're doing something silly, that is a disqualifying item. You will be disqualified. From your five percent safety bonus, yeah, it's, I think it's everything that's in the safety bonus criteria. I right. was going to say that, Dave. We I, haven't changed anything. Yeah, I right, think right? you should we're, review that. Yeah, and we've let some of the stuff slide, right? And we're going to become more strict with that. But we've, we've, it. It sounds. I don't know. I try to describe this jam, and you did a good job just now on it because we've made it that it that it's harder to get right, but it's. But if you're doing it correctly, it's a bigger bonus for the people that are doing it correctly. Yes, right. yeah. That's oh, yeah. the that's the thing. If you if you if you're if you're a rock star, you got good heart. You're 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 in it to win it. It's a benefit for you, and 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 that's what you're to to just put it plain. If you're not doing your job and you're not being safe and you're not loading the right load, you're not thinking about it. You just lost five percent. That's the reason we did it. Yeah. We want to celebrate the people that are doing a great job. And if you get in, we're not penalizing you. You've penalized yourself. But what if I'm almost doing a great job? <laughs> you, you heard the word, right? Almost. Right. You but know, I, I was only 500 pounds over 
going down the interstate. You're right, Jam. Everybody gets a trophy, my friend. I Sweet. forgot. I forgot we do that. Nice. I'm gonna put my helmet away then. <laughs> I can go a lot of places with this. <laughs> I'm sure you will. Yeah. So basically, level up. You want that five yeah. percent safety bonus? Level up. That's for the people that are doing it the right way. Absolutely. And, and if you and if you didn't earn it, and we we tell you you didn't earn it, don't be surprised. That's the other thing we're telling right. you. Yep. The goal is to reduce. Oh, just um, Accidents, expenses that damage. aren't necessary, and yeah. then return that back to the the team that's doing a better job. Well, well put, David. Yeah. I mean, it is put there just like it. it, it I'm going to say it's penalizing it, but you've penalized yourself. But we need mm-hmm. to reduce the bullshit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All the, yep. all there is to it, and we're paying you to. Yeah, you're paying yourself to. Yeah, you're yeah. earning. I mean, that. it's a. That's black and white. <laughs> And there's always room for improvement. You know, everybody gets a, an attaboy when they deserve it. But does that mean that there isn't still room for improvement? Of course there is. Absolutely. Right? You Absolutely. know. Yeah. Speaking of improving and being perfect, uh, pre-trips include checking registration and insurance for tractors and trailers. Your books should be kept in the pocket of the door. That would be the driver's door. The reason we want that is because if all the books are in the same place on all the trucks everywhere, everyone knows exactly where to look, right? If you have a driver again in your truck and you have some, you know, top secret space you like to keep your <laughs> registration book, and he goes to a port and can't find it, well, that's just kind of screwing him up. Now, that's something you should look out before you leave the yard in the morning as part of your pre-trip. Make sure you know where the book's at, but yeah. it is helpful to have a universal place to keep that. So that must—that's not on the our pre-trip inspections, is it? To check your paperwork? I'm pretty sure it is. Uh, is it? Yeah, it's got a checkbox you can I fill out. I just assumed it wasn't on there. Okay. I put a—I <laughs> I put a little note by it. Grind my gears. Grind my gears. Because <laughs> this, this grinds my gears. Right. Yeah. I mean, oh my gosh, Dave, what you came up and had to redo that book because they just can't find the book, and you found that the book was missing, but you drive that truck every day. Right. Oh my! You, I mean, just he couldn't remember the last time he saw it. He thought it was last week. <laughs> but but you're supposed to do that every day. So you know, and we're and, and we're we're running salt and squeegee. We possibly could oh, be run through the port. Yeah. we're slow, so we might spend you on, send you on a, on a mission. So you know, here's the thing too. I don't mind if it's in the glove box because honestly, the permit books stay in better condition. They're cleaner. Yeah. Um, they're in the glove box. But don't put it in your storage container in between the seats. Please don't put it in the pocket on the back no. of the driver's seat. Mm. Did you all know that there's a pocket yep. on the back of that seat? Yeah, yeah you know Jim, I found that out the hard way. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> yeah. I had a really bad accident one yeah. time. Oh. Really bad yeah. accident. Wow. Was yeah. it the... Uh, and couldn't find the book. COVID psychosis? COVID psychosis where the woman ran out and played yeah. Frogger in front of the truck and yeah. we hit her. Yeah. Yeah, and we had inter- or, uh, Highway 85 closed down. I mean, yeah. you were there... We were together, Jam, and we were yeah. freaking out. Like the police wanted our registration and information. And it's like, oh, yeah, we got it. We got it. And it's like, we can't find it. We can't find it. We can't find it. You know, and finally asked the driver, well, where's that? It's behind the seat. 
Like what? We neither of us even knew there was a pocket behind it. Why would you put it there? Let's see. Let me put it where nobody could find it. Yeah, I mean, if I were going to hide twenty bucks in that in that cab, yeah. I would find it behind the seat, <laughs> right? I mean, I'm like, there's a pocket on the back of Every the seat. Every driver just stopped and looking for twenty bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, what? Yeah. Where? What? And, and another thing, please, everybody, check your trailer insurance and registration. It belongs in the tube on the side of the trailer, not in your cab permit book. Yeah. Oh, no, Dave. I like to keep it in my cab permit book. Well, a lot of people do because that saves them time <laughs> when they have to go into the port. But then it screws it up when that trailer change hands because yep. sometimes people will drop trailers and rehook to them. Yep. You just effed the next driver. The other day from a driver at a port out of state and had no insurance or registration a, a veteran a veteran driver yeah. that took somebody's trailer so and, um, and didn't check it please out please be considered i mean in my mind that's considerate does it take you a few extra steps to go back and grab that information it does but again put it back where it belongs and that's in that tube which is going to take another extra few steps so but I mean, it's like putting the always, car back. Yeah, it is. It's just exactly, the right. It's the right thing yeah, to no. do. It's exactly like putting. Yeah, the if car you don't back. have the energy to walk back to the tube and get your registration and put it back in there, there's a problem. And, and yeah. two, you know, keep your eye on those tubes because those little rubber cups, uh, the caps, they do get hard. They do crack. They do fall off, and the um, the paperwork does um, fly out of there. So Some, sometimes check that out. Make sure those caps, even if they're there, but if they're dry rotted. You need a new tube. Yeah, because yeah, on the on the other stuff, when you had to replace the book and fill that in, and I'm sure the driver was qualified to haul heavy, you had to get the heavyweight permit, and we had to make another copy. Uh-huh. But he's hauling all over town with no permit. Yep. And you just, you just, I guess that's that's the grinding the gear part. Is That's not your job. That's not doing your job is what I mean. It's, it's yeah. It's just, it, it, it's a bummer. It's the it's the sad part of what we do when we have to talk about, especially when you're reminded of it twice a day. Well, that's yeah. that's the upsetting part, Jim. Yeah. When you're talking about grinding your gears, yeah, you checked it off in the morning and you checked it off at night. I, and, and I love and, it. I, and that's just a pencil whip. If I mean, it's kind of like keeping the cab clean. If you're not doing that stuff, you're not doing anything. Yep. It just it's it's pretty sad. Well, isn't it Rick Bowen that says the devil is in the details? Oh, absolutely. And it is. I mean, you might check your tires, you might check your brakes, but it's the little details that make that job complete. Like Indianapolis or Fort Wayne. That was the detail. <laughs> <laughs> there was some deviling going on in there. That, that devil, devil dog, me, man. <laughs> Thought we were gonna let that go. <laughs> Never. Uh, Hey, uh, from uh, Kendrick and Casey, they spent some time working on the scale over at Yard 23 this week. When you get up to that scale, you want to stop before driving onto that scale, and really all scales, any scale anywhere, before you pull on, it's always a good li- good idea to stop and then idle on the scale. There are, In what gear? I like to use low, first, or granny gear, however you want to call it, the lowest gear you can. Beautiful, the lowest gear you can, yep. correct, Jam. Yep, no reason. Third gear to... loaded, stopping in front of the scale, mm. you didn't really help yourself. Right. Third gear loaded, didn't really help yourself, or even empty. Well, shouldn't yep. you already be in first gear because you had to paddle shift it down when you leave the pile because you should start should, out in first yeah, gear? Some scales are far away, from yeah. depending on yeah. the pile, but yeah. 
I'm usually up to seventh or eighth by the time I get to the scale. <laughs> right, but if you stop, it should default down to first gear because you just did that. Did, you did ago. that when you left loaded. Yeah. Dave, yeah. that was a joke. Yeah. Not funny. <laughs> I dare you. It was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> but you definitely don't want to pull on going five miles an hour. Number one, if you hit something, you're going to create a lot of damage where it would be minimal, right? And number two, it's not good for the scale parts to get on there that quick, slam on your brakes to stop. Right. There's a lot of sensitive parts in there, right? Those things got to be calibrated. They got to be certified. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, we have cones on the side of the scale over there at 23, so you don't pull on the scale sideways. Mm. And the reason why is it's not designed to wiggle side to side. It's designed to wiggle front to back. It's not those, it can't pivot two directions. It's not a human being. It can only pivot one direction. That's forward and backward. Yeah, and I I know the note was just thrown in here, and great note from Kendrick and Casey. But, you know, stop before you're getting on the scale. We talk about that all the time. That's a safety thing. You know, the, the it's old, and I don't know how many people really know, but the thing is, is most pits, when they reopen, they take their scales from the pit that closed and moved them. <laughs> yeah. Not all the scales are, like, brand new. Right. So a lot of the scales around, if you're going to call them anything, are old. But the thing about them is they don't really wear out. Right. They're not that kind of system. But the thing is, too, is when you're pulling on somebody else's scale, that's not your property. Mm-hmm. Take care of it. You know, that, that, that's the other point. And I, and I laugh to myself, and I'm thinking, you know, who, you know, how many people do you think here at some point have weighed themselves on a bathroom scale, weighed oh, themselves? I mean, I've weighed myself at the Yard 23 scale. I always get on and watch the numbers. Right? But, but at home, do you have a bathroom scale? Jim? Of course. Do you back up and take a run and jump on it? Is that how you start your the weighing process of yourself? No. Or do you stop in front of the bathroom scale and then step on? Usually curse a little bit, <laughs> step on gingerly. <laughs> Hoping for a few pounds less, right? I jump. <laughs> do you jump? That's my excuse. <laughs> oh, scale's broken. Yep. <laughs> Never mind. Must have best way to Must weigh yourself up on a little the bathroom higher. scale is with one foot on the ground. <laughs> Just leave your front tire <laughs> yeah. off the scale. Just put like your you, right foot on yeah. it, and you get a great weight. Just barely pull a trailer on. <laughs> Have you ever? I used to do that to Sam all the time. He'd go get on the scale, and I'd stand behind him and put a little toe on it. I've done that to my wife. Yeah. She doesn't like that. Too <laughs> 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 uh, funny. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Kendrick and Casey, one of those guys referred to the scale as antique. <laughs> Antique. Yep. Oh, it's it's the, from the eighties. Well, it's weighed a few trucks, hasn't it? Yeah. Huh. Yep. A couple tons have gone across. There. Right. Absolutely. I agree. Absolutely. Actually, I do believe it's a used scale that was installed in the eighties. I yeah. should yeah. should correct myself. So, but again, those they, they they really shouldn't wear out. They're not they're not that yeah. piece. It's a yeah. giant chunk of iron. Yeah. So yeah. Yep. Last. Item on the discussion list, NICE Healthcare. Sweet. Sweet. Once you have downloaded the NICE app and registered, you must make an initial 45-minute virtual appointment with them before they can be seen for anything. Please let them know they could come into the office and see myself or Amber. This was written by Joanne, by the way, if they need help with anything. So if you want to use NICE Healthcare, like we want you to use NICE Healthcare, you know, perhaps make a forty-five minute appointment to do your intake. Huh? Didn't 
I mean, great info. Yeah, didn't, I didn't, didn't know that. Didn't know that. So <clears throat> that I sounds like a really long time. What? Yeah. So what could take forty five minutes? I, I think it would depend on your health. You know, right. what's your what's your medication? What's your health? I mean, wow. I mean, the average doctor's appointment's like thirty minutes. That's all they allow you in the room. And yeah. I was going to say, do you do you feel like you get a lot of care? I mean, oh, I guess yeah. I'm thrilled that it might Damn. be 45 minutes, Dave, because mm-hmm. they're going to talk to you about shit instead of, oh, next patient. Are they giving you a colonoscopy? Or? <laughs> well, well they'll have to give you some fat to do that. It's going to hurt if it's virtual. <laughs> that only takes about 15. Uh, you guys got any other discussion items? If not, I got a question for the audience from Eric Burnham. Let's see. He says, good morning, Jam, and God bless. Oh, thank you for that. I have a question for the podcast. If it's not too late, I seek experience on this matter and insight. My trailer was worked on, and now I have to backload the trailer. I have backloaded on several occasions out of cores. Up in Mark Marietta, the rock moves a lot quicker. Is there any techniques that could be passed along to get the load more even, I have thought about starting and backing immediately, move to the front, then backfill the middle. Just wondering, any insight on this matter? Thank you, and have a great day. A- after his trailer was worked on, Jim? Yeah, I don't understand that part. I <clears throat> I think there's more to the story, but I, I know we've had problems with a couple valves for the lift axles. Mm. So I'm thinking the lift axle is still bad. Or may need to be replaced. I know Mike has done some more research. Oh, I got it. So I mean, we've been battling that. the lift axles for a year and a half now. Right. Well, there's and a Bri- lot that still don't even work. Yeah, and Brian's working on them, right? Right. I mean, exactly. Brian, yeah. yeah. The but you but you have to hit the load. The load it needs to be loaded in the back. You get a better result. Wasn't that the thing? If you start in the front, it's my understanding that as the weight transfers slowly to the back, it doesn't actuate the valve, and it puts the valve stuck in between, and it just dumps air. Huh. And it won't lift the axle, and then it's stuck, and then it's a whole marigamoreau. So I, I would believe that's still broken, that it still needs written up, and it still needs looked at, and it still needs repaired. Got it. Because you can't go to Martin Marietta's Wallstrom Quarry and start loading from the back. Mm-hmm. It's impossible. Mm-hmm. You know, you can do it at at Aggregate Industries Morrison Quarry. I would suggest or, it. Yeah. Coors, I kind of recommend it. That's right. my two cents is start at the back because you can push more grain to the nose because the grain has something to push up against if mm-hmm. you start loading against the gate. Yep. Make sure you're cammed over. Make sure your gate's cammed over, absolutely. And uh, start at the back and work your way forward on that. Mm-hmm. I think that seems to be where we've had the most problems. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think there's – don't think we can answer that because there's more to the story. Got it. Or the question, I should say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tips and tricks from Ray Davis. And I really love this one. This is like his own personal high road hauling. Nice. Tips that and, affects everyone. It does. Tips and tricks for everyone in life. And he opens up with this one is a little personal. The importance of physical wellness. Preventing accidents. Number one, preventing accidents. Physical wellness is crucial for truck drivers and is di- as it directly impacts their ability to operate the vehicle safely. Fatigue, poor vision, and other physical ailments can lead to accidents, endangering not only the driver, but also other road users. Number two, enhancing productivity. Physical wellness also affects a driver's productivity, 
A healthy driver is less likely to take sick days and can perform their duties more efficiently. Number three, reducing health care costs. Regular exercise and a balanced diet can help prevent chronic diseases such as obesity, diabetes, and heart disease, ultimately reducing health care costs for the driver and their employer. <clears throat> the importance of mental wellness. Number one, reducing stress. Truck driving can be a stressful job with tight deadlines, traffic congestion, and long periods of isolation. Chronic stress can lead to mental health issues such as anxiety and depression. Number two, improving decision making. Good mental health is essential for making quick and accurate decisions on the road, which is crucial for the safety of the driver and other road users. Number three, enhancing quality of life. Mental wellness also affects a, driver's, a truck driver's overall quality of life. A healthy mind contributes to better relationships with family and friends, higher self-esteem, and a more positive outlook on life. Even if any drivers support, excuse me, if any drivers or even drivers support are struggling with things in life or just need someone to talk to, please feel free to reach out to me or our driver support. I'm always available to help or to just give somebody some advice. Not many know, but I've been struggling with my health, and because of it, it put me in kind of a dark place because I felt like it's weakness, and I don't want anyone to see it and that it's wrong. I want to thank the ones who have always believed and have been there for me. This is so true. We are the JFW family, and we can overcome all that comes before us. And any listener or follower can use these powerful words in their life as well. It's kind of like a whole, what would Jesus do? If you're doing it the JFW way, you're doing it the right way. Then he goes on to trainer trips. Thanks for that, Ray. Good yeah. job, Ray. That, <laughs> yep. was, that was awesome. Yep. Trainer tips. Cleaning out your trailers in the correct place. It's come to my attention that we have people sweeping out the trailers on the streets. We should never sweep a trailer out on the street. You can sweep out at any plant that we go to, Plant 2, Castle Rock Ready Mix, all of them, there is no exception, and it should be done at the plant, or you can wash out, if you know there is a washout there. Hope all is well with the JFW family, friends, and listeners. Remember, safety has no blind spot. Sit up in your stool, look and lean, don't be a fool. Much love and respect, Ray Ray, 0013. Awesome. Good stuff, Ray. Yeah. Great job, Ray. Yeah. Uh, Fabio actually mentioned something about sweeping out or using your your tarp at this, on the street. Uh, let's see. Uh, some drivers are opening their tarps on the street. JR said one day he was driving not to open tarps, for example, on Plant 2, 12, 13, Burko Union. If you could let all the drivers know, we can avoid headaches and problems for JFW. So, yeah, I mean, when we've, I mean, if anybody doesn't know, and we kind of ran an experiment, you know, it is better, and I don't know if it really makes a large fuel difference, but with the tarp out, no matter what, the wind doesn't catch as much on the tailgate. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we've, we've, through the years, we probably suggested several times to just always run with your tarp out. Then, whether you're empty or loaded, the general public sees. That your tarp, your tarp, you know, and you, you don't ever get well. That truck wasn't tarped, you know, that kind of thing. But I know in the in the last few years, we've really preached if you leave here 
or you leave the job site or whatever, go ahead and open your tarp right. because if you're headed to the pit and it doesn't open up there, then you're probably farther away and have a problem, like running up to fair play. At least if your tarp's open, you can load a little bit less, get loaded, and get back down here. So I just wanted to clarify for the for the new guys, you know, the, the best thing, if you're leaving here or leaving the job site, open the tarp up, even though, you know, you're not tarped all the time, but that allows you somehow to get your next load yeah. if it happens to fail. Yeah, I accidentally combined those two. I just remember Fabio said some tarps, two completely different things, sweeping out on the street and running with your tarp open, completely different, but now we've tackled them both, but great job by Ray Ray. That yes, really, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Really good, yeah. enjoyable, yeah. so. Yeah, and the whole the whole personal thing about taking care of yourself, whether it's stress or different stuff like that, and you know being isolated in the cab, and you know you mentioned it a lot. You know there, there's a lot of life here that goes on at JFW, and it's you know it no matter how how great everybody is and how many superstars and everything else, life still gets in your way. Yeah. You know there's there's family deaths and problems and and illnesses, and you can't make that go away and you got to take care of yourself, and, and sometimes you just have to reach out and ask for some help. And that's not weak. Sometimes, not sometimes, I look at it when people reach out, that that takes some stress, some strength, excuse me, yeah. to do that. Because, you know, yeah. sometimes you just don't want people to know. You, you become vulnerable, you know, and if you've ever been vulnerable and then somebody took advantage of that, you know, kind of leaves a bad taste in your mouth. Absolutely, so, absolutely, you know. Jim. But just know if you come to somebody on a leadership team here and communicate what's going on in your life, we're not going to judge you. We will try to help you to the best of our capabilities. Plus, you got Ray Ray as a, a resource as well. A he mentor. Just, he yes. just opened the door. Like, he could actually say, hey, me too. You know, mm -hmm. like, yeah. oh, you, you got this going on? Well, me too. I got this going on, and yeah. we're going to overcome this together as a family. Yeah. So It's so funny because so many things come from the way we're wired. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is we were designed for sheerly survival. Mm -hmm. And you go back to caveman days, <laughs> you know what I mean? Your, your anxiety was, there's a lion standing there. Am I going to survive this? Mm -hmm. You're either going to kill it or it's going to kill you. And you didn't have the worry of anything else besides that. So now our, our, we have all this anxiety, we have this anxiety function that has to find other things to be anxious about. So we don't have that trigger anymore of survival. You know what I mean? The majority of us don't, right? That fight or flight pattern. I mean, some people have that that are put in those scenarios. The average person doesn't. And it's, it's pretty interesting when you do some research on it. Healthy debate here. Right. <laughs> Here we go. And I, I see your point, but I feel, and my belief system is, we are designed for community and relationship, right? So in a community, it's easier to fight that lion or that bear or that dinosaur or whatever, you know, the caveman had to do than do it by himself. You know, sometimes we become these lone wolves that don't want to participate in the community. And when you start having some mental health stuff coming up or, you know, you're sitting there in your truck just stewing on things. You're not really designed to fight that on your own. You have people and resources to help you. So, I think it's funny that term lone wolf. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, nothing against what you said. I totally agree, Jim. Healthy debate. It's funny because the term lone wolf shouldn't exist because right. all wolf are pack animals. Right. So how did we get the lone wolf? That's the stranger. Right. That's the one that doesn't fit in the pack. Mm -hmm. Right? So sure. 
Therefore, you've just created anxiety, or that one has the anxiety and and whatnot. That right. lone wolf. Sure. So I yeah. agree with that. Yeah. Good awesome. stuff. Soup, you want to hit us with that sure. high road hauling? Sure. <laughs> and and you know if it's not as good as last week's, Dave, I'm I'm just out. I'm, I'm out. <laughs> Smack, <laughs> so. Smack us oh. with it, Dave. <laughs> I think everybody suffers a little bit from this. And then some people suffer a lot, okay? Um, and I love the, the, the opening line, but Jam didn't know what the hell it was. So maybe you guys do. Um, wow. Do you have a drama llama? <laughs> I don't like drama llamas. Yes, it's yeah. right next to my anxiety angel. <laughs> exactly, right? Uh, I, think that's a, I think that's more of a term of... Our girls' ages, Super Dave. Yeah, yeah. That, that yeah. Well, he never up. saw the uh, um, Liberty Mutual commercial where he goes in to do something. I don't even remember, but he brings the llama with him, and then he goes, "Oh, well, that was easy. I guess I didn't need my drama llama." <laughs> yeah, you know. Have, did did any of your girls? Because Allie or I'm, I'm sure Erica, they can go with their ha- hands like sad llama, happy llama, drama llama, llama, and they do it all with their hands. Oh, and wow. it's got ears, no. and they go this whole. They have this whole llama routine. <laughs> it is hilarious. Oh, they, I'm going with Allie. But both of them, both both of them yeah. can do it. But Allie can rock it. She's yeah, like, you know, this sure. is a sad llama, happy llama, you know, and it it's oh, hilarious. I want to see all that. all yeah. with their hands. It's it's hilarious, Dave. Oh, that's yeah. great. Uh oh, Jam's making notes over here. So anyway, final final discussion's coming. It's gonna be heated. I was drawing a llama. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> so unnecessary drama takes you away from living life to the fullest, right? Life is full of ups and downs, and sometimes these ups and downs are sweeping dramatic events. In fact, drama often accompanies major life changes or transitions. These really big monumental times in our life affect us deeply, often changing the way we live, the course and direction of where we go and what we do. For the most part, these are normal and happen to most of us. Then there are the dramas of everyday life, the way we see life, the way we process life, the way we've learned to deal with life from those around us. Some people view everything they do as incredibly challenging, monumental in its perceived outcome, and often fraught with catastrophic results if things go awry. So much of it is dependent on how people have experienced life as it unfolds. Some people just have that dramatic flair about them, and some people need drama to feel alive. Regardless of why people choose to process life in a dramatic way, the bottom line is that some people need to turn what most of us might consider very small issues into major problems. So before you try to figure out how to avoid other people's drama, it's important to ask yourself if you crave drama and why you might be attracted to it. Once you've figured out if you're part of the problem and what you can do about that, you can then focus on ways to avoid other people's drama. And here are some points to consider. So first, assess your relationships. What kind of people are you attracted to and who do you draw into your life? The point is to minimize people who bring drama into your life. Look for people who are easy to be around, who are not demanding, and who have a positive outlook on life. Next, consider how you interact with others. Be fully present, learn to listen and observe before you jump in, 
especially if the interaction or conversation becomes reactive or emotional. If someone is being overly dramatic, step back and distance yourself. Don't offer advice or solutions, especially if you haven't been asked. Downplay the drama and try to steer the conversation to something more neutral. Focus on your own life. Your own life should be most important to you. Some of us believe that being a good human being means that you need to sacrifice your time and effort in order to help others. And this is true. It's important to care for others and what happens to them, but never at the expense of yourself and your own well-being. Next, boundaries, boundaries, boundaries. Establishing boundaries sends the signal to others that you have your limits and about how involved you are likely to become. When you set boundaries, you're better able to distance yourself from others. You're less likely to engage in their issues and attach to their outcome. And last, develop strategies. Sometimes, especially when we're younger, we may get pulled into a situation that is so fraught with drama, so time consuming, so stressful, so frustrating that we are left exhausted and depleted. But ultimately, it could actually be a good learning experience. What it may teach us is what to look for, the kind of person that may try to engage us in their dramas, and what we should be prepared to do in the event that they try to bring drama into our lives. So remember that you can't change or fix people. They have to want to do this themselves, but often maintaining a dramatic stance gets them more of what they think they want and they will find and or make drama wherever they go. So don't envision yourself as their savior. Stay neutral, logical, and unemotional. In other words, don't react. Getting people involved emotional, oh, excuse me, getting people involved emotional and excited is the goal of those drama seekers. And the more, the merrier. So worst comes to worst, physically distance yourself, remove, remove yourself from uh, high drama and things that are unraveling in the moment. If necessary, remove yourself from the relationship entirely. And uh, I love this quote um, and it kind of ties into what we started the podcast about listening to other people, letting other people rule your emotions or your, your choices, but anyway, your time is limited, so don't waste it living someone else's life. Don't be trapped by dogma, which is living with the results of other people's thinking. Don't let the noise of others' opinions drown out your own inner voice. And most important, have the courage to follow your heart and intuition. And that was spoken by Steve Jobs. Mm, very nice. So there you go. Leave your drama llama at home. <laughs> drama llama. There's a drama-free zone over here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Miss me with all that. Who wants to go with their final thoughts first? I, I'll jump in there just because I can kind of tag on that drama, Dave. Uh, there's a lot. You know, obviously our presidential elections are ramping up, and it just just leads me to political issues that are drama-filled here. And uh, a lot of drama means you're not using your mind. It's It's a lot of... Uh, other things involved in that and I, I, we have to use our minds with everything we do and I guess I have a, a quote that I'll use a couple times through here is that elections have consequences and uh, you know that 
friend of mine, Ray Scott, he's he's told me this fifty times, and I guess he's just beaten into me. And it, it you know, I'm I'm trying to share it with other people now, but. You take our current elected officials, for example, the new mayor here in Denver, uh, Mike Johnson, and uh, he's going to wind up spending just this year alone $48 million. I know Jam searched it the other day on the homelessness situation, and uh, they were able to get that money out of the budget, create that money out of the budget in 2023. And uh, there's supposedly, when Jam looked it up, you know, we were talking about it a week ago, there's another $40 million that they're talking about for the homeless. So we're we're looking about eighty four million, but if you just stick with the forty eight that has been spent, and I hear that number, and because we deal with money financially every day as a business, I don't think a lot of people they just hear that number. They're like, oh wow, that was forty eight million, but they don't put it to anything. And what I mean by that is, it doesn't have relevance. They just hear forty eight million, and when you watch our news or you see lawsuits settled or you talk about things those numbers mean something there there's a value to that 48 million and i guess i want everyone to think about that 48 million dollars this is a news flash right have any of you done anything in denver do you know the costs that have skyrocketed here in colorado so so take the issue of the homelessness with denver they've spent 48 million to give you an idea or put that number in perspective, JFW could order and pay for 285 brand new trucks with that 48 million. Or we could replace our whole fleet almost three times. Could replace our whole fleet almost three times. And I guess there's nothing that our government does that the private sector couldn't do better. Hmm. If if we had a private business, if someone owned this business that said, hey, you need to take care of the homeless, and the private business was like, good, it'll just take $48 million. The The president, CEO, the board members, everybody would be like, we don't have $48 million. Are you off your rocker? Are you kidding me? We don't have $48 million. It's, it could be done for half. You get, We'll get you 50% of that. It could be done for half. Mm. And Jam, you can attest to this. I mean, you've come to us and been like, hey, we want to do this, and this is what it's going to cost. And we're like, Psh. Not going to happen. We, no, it's not going to cost that. Because <laughs> <laughs> we can't afford to do it, right? I mean, you have all of these things, right? So I guess what I'm saying here is, again, and I, I'm going to say this many more times, is elections have consequences. Vote with your mind and your pocketbook, not just your heart. And good leaders do have compassion. It is possible to have both, right? So that was just City of Denver, for example. Let's step up on a federal level. We're just shy of spending $500 billion. That's billion with a B, and I'm going to say capital B, like, oh boy, capital B, right? On the border crisis and healthcare for the immigrants that are coming over. $500 billion. And I know everyone that's listening, they've heard that we're trillions in debt. My calculator, I don't have a calculator that can do trillions. Did you guys know that? Uh, like the little desk calculator I have, it won't go over 50 million. It won't even go to billions. So you have to take, I have to take my phone and actually turn it sideways to get into billions. I've never even tried trillions. So we're talking about a number that doesn't even exist on calculators that we use. 
Everybody wrapped their head around that. So, so just 2023, the United States has spent almost $500 billion on health care and the border crisis. Just, just that alone, $500 billion on those two components. Which, 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 not to interrupt you, Dave, sorry, which is not Americans. Not, right. Not, not, right. Not, not health care for Americans, not, and obviously people. Not health care for our veterans, not health care for our homeless. This is the immigrant crisis and, crossing and he- the border and health care for, for them. Right. Okay. Period. Yep. Period. And I guess what I'm, I'm trying to drive home here is the point of how we become numb on these numbers. You know, and I know I asked Super Dave, so I have to take him out of this question. But do do Jam and Jim, do you guys know how many Americans there are that how many people live in America? Is it eight? eight no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, I, I had to search it. Right, twenty twenty three census says there's three hundred and thirty four million people that live in America in the United States. Right, three hundred thirty four yes, yep. in the United States. Yep, right. not the world. Just America. Right, yeah. These numbers, just what the United States have spent. So we've spent $500 billion, with a B, on the crisis border and health care for the people coming over across the border. There's only 334 million people that live here in America. If you take just the $500 billion that we've wasted, that our government has wasted, no one's asked us. They just do this because we elect them and give them the power to do this. If they took that five hundred billion and gave it to the three hundred and thirty-four million people that would be here, they would cut each of us a check for fourteen point nine million dollars. Wow, Jam, that's a check for you for fourteen point nine million. Ace, fourteen point nine million. Bella, fourteen point nine billion. Million, but sorry, million. million. Sorry, my millions and see, I'm yeah, becoming yeah. numb to it. You just start talking about it and you become numb to it. But when you put it in perspective like that, I would like to go home today and get my check in the mail for $14.9 million. I'd like to have my wife get her check for $14.9 million. Mm-hmm. But our government takes that and they don't think twice about it. They don't think twice about it. These are our elected officials. They don't know how to run a business. Most of them have never had to make a payroll like we've made. Right. We've spent, Jim and I have spent our lives securing and building a business to help employees make a living, and we could never have careless spending like this. So elections have consequences. This isn't brain surgery. Ask where your taxes are going. These people aren't good leaders. There is no government branch in existence anywhere that could do anything as well as private industry. We are hands down better than anything the government could ever do. And I, I because I, I typed it out this morning, I'm going to say it again. Did I mention elections have consequences? You did. Would you like a check for $14.9 million, Jam? Absolutely. I, I bet you wouldn't be so selfish. You'd be like, just one check at our house. I'd be all right. Yeah, just give Bella the $14.9 billion. <laughs> <laughs> Right? Good. The three of you could live pretty well off $14.9 you know what comes the to the rest my, of your life. You know what comes to my mind? And this, I digress, right? But if everybody in America got a check for $14.9 million, nobody would work. There'd be, you couldn't go do anything because right. the right. stores would be empty. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to build anything. Like We'd be out spending money. We'd be shopping. Where? We need food. We Where? need groceries. Who's going to work at the grocery store? <laughs> 
I guess that's my point, Jim. That's how much money of right. ours they're wasting. Huh. And they continue to raise taxes. They continue to not repair our roads. They continue to do all these things. And I guess... I'd want to see, sorry to interrupt, but I want to see what that money is actually used for. Like, what costs that much money? I, I, that's just the straight report. I mean, I didn't make the number up. Oh, yeah. It's, 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 it's in everything. I mean, it's just shy I, of $500 billion. Yeah, Jam, I don't know if it's true because I, I did talk and we went over it. I did talk to a, an Uber driver one time and he, he's he been moving immigrants in, in Arizona. But, and I know Dave's ran across this, we pay an immigrant $5,000 cash, the United States does. Mm-hmm. And then I know there's some cities that even pay you more. So I'm thinking... That's some of that money that you just get for free, and you you just show up here, right? But I mean, fourteen point nine million for one person. You think that's going to cover a lot of those five thousand dollar bills that we're getting? Quick, pretty quickly, right? I mean, uh, or a lot of it. I mean, all yeah. of it, right? Yeah, right. I guess that's the mind staggering part, Jam, and I. I don't even know how many trillions we're in debt. Isn't uh, it like thirty-four trillion? Yeah. Or I don't even know the number. I shouldn't even say that because thirty-three point nine nine trillion. Ah, I was pretty close. Thirty-four trillion. Just looking it up. Ah, crazy, right? So, so we th- we let our government make these decisions, and it makes me sick. Hmm. When you realize how much money is wasted, it is absolutely wasted. And I don't know about the rest of the people listening, but. I bet y'all work pretty damn hard for your money. Mm. So, you know, here's here's the kind of last paragraph. I, I, I just, you know, have a bit to add to it. But we've let our climate change enthusiasts continue to crush our economy. They've created this issue that only America is trying, trying to solve, right? And when I say that, these enthusiasts have crushed our economy because clearly pollution has no borders. This big rock we live on spins, right? We've allowed our leaders to stop all of our oil production. Day one, Biden stopped the pipeline. Week one, he shut down oil production on all US soil. Throughout his administration, the first six months, he ended all federal leases to permit to drill for oil. So as we continue to strangle our economy, the democratic beliefs to make our air cleaner but do we do anything to stop greenhouse gas emissions in China nope. or India or anywhere? That that little girl from Switzerland that didn't even get a high school diploma that is ben, our ben. our climate specialist, is she protesting in China? No. Nah. Is she protesting in Russia or India? Be too uncomfortable. Right? Right. No, it's just here in America tugging at our heartstrings and it's strangling us. It is ending our economy. You know, I've just recently spoke with a a lady who's running for Adams County Commissioner. And one of her biggest things is is emissions. And she said, I just want clean air and water. And I hear that. And I've heard it for years now. Well, guess what? Who's providing that clean water? We are. We are helping provide that clean water. We're the one putting the infrastructure in the ground. We're the one providing the pipe. Hell, we've had Rich Trumbull on the show that's worked for Garney uh, for for 30 years. 
he provides where all the water comes in, or his company does. He specializes on the dirty side, right? Where all of our, our shitty water goes, right? To these reclamation centers and reclaims the water and this and that and, and all the fresh water being brought in. But we're providing that. We provided that during COVID. We do all of that. We're providing the ability to have the cleanest water in the world. I don't know about you guys, but I haven't traveled anywhere in the United States. I can't drink out of a sink. But bottled water is huge, right? I mean, everybody has to have bottled water. I, I drink out of the tap at home. It seems to be just fine. So as we're not doing anything to stop the greenhouse gas emissions in the other countries, and no one's saying anything to China about all that, how did we get here? I can tell you, our elections have consequences. That's how we're here. Elections have consequences. So vote with your mind vote with your head vote with what's costing you your living how you're barely getting by vote with that our government needs to be ran with a business mentality not a tug at our heartstrings and good leaders can lead with compassion just think about the numbers i've given you because this is real it's mind-boggling mind-boggling mail me my check for 14.9 million i'll cash out mm. It would be so much easier. So, did I mention elections have consequences? Yeah, it's a it's a struggle though, Dave. Uh, and you know, totally one hundred percent agree with everything you said. But you know, like Dave's, because you said it ties in there. But Dave's high road Holland and the on the elections, there is so much rhetoric. There's so much drama. Oh, drama llama. To cut through the stuff and get to the facts. And every time you educate me on something or we educate ourselves, it's such a shell game. And, and it's what's behind. You're looking at this curtain, but everything's going on behind this curtain. And, you know, we learned that even, even with Mike and Joe on, you know, a couple weeks ago when they said that the governor sets up the council oh. that runs Pinnacle. Right, that makes me sick. And what is what is what does he have to do with safety in Pinnacle? And and, and it's his agenda, Jim. And I don't right, I don't mean right, to interrupt you, but yeah. I, I have to remind everyone and throw it out there. Governor Polis sets the seats that run CDOT. That mm -hmm. controls our 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 yep. roads and our bridges repair. Right? Yep. He's stolen five hundred billion with a B, just like this. From the budget over the next twenty years, yeah, from Colorado, from our paperwork. infrastructure, infrastructure budget to strengthen his green initiative, greenhouse gas initiative. Yep. Right, he sets the council who controls the PUC. Yep. They're the ones that approve your uh, gas hikes for XL Energy. Yep, he sets the council who runs the Colorado Department of Clean Air. Yep, he sets every seat for everything in Colorado, and it's all based on his agenda. But see, that's 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 my question. That's where I'm. I, I think people are disheartened about their elections or what they're getting, because lots of people voted uh, him in, Dave. Right? Yeah, overwhelmingly last year. Right. But how did you know his agenda was this stuff behind the game? I mean, I just learned on because of the podcast that he appoints the 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 commission yeah. for Pinnacle. Yeah. And and that's where I'm so, you know, did did you you happen to vote for Joe, Joe Biden and you and I I think he did say in his election but he, he was going to stop the drilling. 
Oh no, he's going to keep know, fracking. He's not going to stop drilling. That's exactly what he said. Right. And, and but I, they all lie. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I'm, I mean I'm, that's I'm so. I'm not going to sit here and say and, they don't all and lie. And to 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 get through that drama, that's where I'm so, you know, disheartened. I mean, just on the radio this morning, me and you were listening. You know, everybody was saying, well, you know, Joe Biden might win if he keeps his mouth shut because he sounds so crazy talking. But then they said the same thing about Trump. He could win if he just kept his mouth shut. Right. And and you're just yeah. like that's that's neither one of those guys is who I want running our country. Right. You know, and and you're just gosh, to get through it is just I love to see behind the curtains and then and then as we, you know, again, you educate me or, or we educate ourselves when you learn about the stuff, you're so disheartened. Oh, it's sickening. So so it like sickening. Yeah, and so like Dave said you you gotta go vote. You gotta you oh. gotta kind of d- dig through. You gotta have conversations. So, if you that, think you're not affected by it, you're clueless. Right, right, absolutely. So that that's that leads me to to you know my closing arguments here. The the this is the same thing we're all talking about. But you know here 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 is what I think the issue is, or this is what I'd like to think the issue is. If you are a victim of circumstances. And our circumstances, we're a victim of our political outcome right now, right? We're, we're all playing the victim, especially if we could all have $14 million, right? <laughs> so, but you will always be a victim of your circumstances. But the thing is, is successful people also are the victim of their circumstances, right? They have, they have the same circumstances you did but and, and problems, but maybe they've become successful. Now, successful might mean all sorts of different things to different people. You know, I'm not saying successful that you're Jeff Bezos with trillions of dollars, right? But what they did do, and that's what Dave's asking you to do here, is if they're successful, they must have had a different solution to your same problems, right? They became an expert somehow in in whatever they're doing, okay? So just remember that they had the same problems, but they came up with a different solution that they were confronted with. So what what we ask you in this podcast, what Dave's just asking you is to pay attention to the people that you were, you think are successful and pay attention to their solutions and what they've done. If you don't know about it, pay attention to it. And again, doesn't have to be in dollars, you know, my example would be if I want to know something about guns, I come to Jam. He'll tell me he he's probably not an expert, but I know his passion for guns. He's going to know more about it than I am, so I want to know about it. I'm going to ask him. He does a safety class, right? So if I want to know something about the trucks, I go and ask Mikey. If I want to know about our lately, if I want to know about a political answer, I ask Brother Dave. You know he he. His solution is go out and vote. If I want to know something about hiring, I ask Super Dave. He deals with it every day. What kind of, you know, are, are we have a lot of people coming in the door? We have, we're not having a lot of people apply. You know, what kind of people are you seeing? He's an expert. He's going to give me expert feedback because he does it every day. And I think that's what we have to look at is we have to look at whatever your circumstances are and you're stuck in it because we all have had the same circumstances you need to come up with a different solution, and and we need and if that's by voting, vote. You know, if that's by 
doing a pre-trip and a post-trip, do it. If that's by stopping before you pull on the scale, do it. If that's you know making sure your paperwork's in your truck, that changes your circumstances. You know, if I go out and drive the truck today, I'm going to go over that truck really well because I've listened to this podcast and I know we have issues, right? So for my circumstances to come out different, I have to have a different solution. Take control. Absolutely. So. Yeah, I kind of, I'm going to piggyback off that. At the end of the day, a lot of it just comes back to falling on you as a person. And it was really refreshing. I got to meet, uh, the other day I got to meet the guy as a captain of an engine in a fire department up in Longmont. A captain of an engine basically means he's in charge of that truck. Like he's a shop foreman of that truck. They go to fight a fire, that's his truck, that's his crew. There's other engines, there's other fire trucks, they have their own captains. But this guy, I mean, he warns, he warned us, he is not politically correct. But he was talking about the expectations of being on his team. They're really high. And he doesn't care who he offends about it, right? So if you're not learning or if you're not knowing and you're not doing everything in your capabilities to learn it, you're not going to be on his team. He doesn't care. He doesn't care what that means to your career. He doesn't care what it means to the fire department. He doesn't care what it means to the city of Longmont. If you don't meet his expectation, you're not going to be on his truck. Maybe you could go on one of the other engines, but I have a feeling those guys, those captains are probably the same way. And there was a lot of explicitives and, you know, basically he tells you, get the F out. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you, you, you know, he doesn't expect you to be perfect, but if you go over it one time and the expectation set, like those things that don't take any skill that are just will, <laughs> you know, you're not, you need to check your equipment or, you know, you didn't do, you know, I'll relate it to JFW. You didn't do your pre-trip. Like that's, you're not meet the expectation. Get off my team. Right. You didn't do a post-trip. You didn't write up a flat tire. Get off my team. Like you may be able to get away with that once, but after we talk about it, now you know it. Right. Get off the team. Get out. Mm-hmm. Right. You can't keep your truck clean. And I don't mean because it was snowy out. I mean because you're too lazy to throw your trash out at the end of the day and the end of the next day and the end of the next day. Get out. Get out. When this dude came in the other day, the dude with the dirty truck, he walked in the front door like, I don't know what was going through his head, but he walked in and he's like, I'm going to haul mail for the U.S. Postal Service or I'm going to haul U.S. mail or... He was so excited, and I was going to rain on his parade. I was like, that's great. I wish you the best of luck. And in my heart, I felt relieved that he's not going to be on the team anymore. You know, He doesn't meet the expectation and the standard of what we should be setting. Granted, we are a little bit more forgiving, and we give grace, and we like to coach people up and give chances, and people got families. And maybe you may look at it like, well, the captain of the engine there's people lives on the line at his job, but aren't there lives on the line at our job? You know, if a mechanic doesn't put the lug nuts back on the right way, Absolutely. can somebody die? If a guy doesn't pre-trip his truck, can and somebody die? Right. Right. Yeah. People's lives are on the line as well. It's dangerous. Could be your teammate. You know, you, you may do something that could hurt somebody here at JFW. If the mechanics aren't doing their jobs right, somebody could lose their life or their limb. You know, if you're not looking like I think about the, the 
the person that was run over in a wheelchair, and I'm not blaming that driver, but what if you're at the fuel aisle and somebody was walking in front of your truck and slipped, and you didn't know because you weren't paying attention and you ran them over? I mean, those are life-changing events, not only for the person that gets hurt, but for you as well. Right. So, I mean, I'm here saying if you know or if you know how to do the job and you're not doing it, you shouldn't be on the team. And if you don't know and you're not trying to learn, I don't think this is a place for you either. So that's my final thought. Agreed. Just kind of off the subject, but about that captain, Jim, mm-hmm. do you think when he shows up on a scene, he cares about your pronouns? No. and <laughs> he, so he, he needs to know whether you're a male or a female. Right. So, just, I mean, he brought up pronouns. You know, just, So to give you the whole story, he was an instructor at one of my EMT courses. And... When he came in, he pretty much said, because there's some people in class that look different, you know, and he pretty much said, I don't care what you're into. I don't care what you're doing your time off. I don't care if you are here because you want to open up a daycare because you don't want a kid to die in your class. But what I do care about is if you're not going to give 100% in this class, get the F out right now. I mean, this is an instructor out of college saying, get out of this class Right now, if you're not going to give you 100%. He said, I'm not going to read you the book. You know how to read. Otherwise, you shouldn't be in this class. I'm not going to read you all these PowerPoints. We'll use them as a guide to create discussion. But you should be able to read a PowerPoint. What I'm going to do is say, if you're not going to read the book on your own and know the different parts of the body, get out. You don't belong here. This is something that's going to fall on you at the end of the day. So, And you need to know these things. I'm not going to teach it to you. You need to go out and you need to learn it on your own. So, and yeah, doesn't care about pronouns, but cares about your effort. Yeah. 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 I was. I, I mean, when when, and I'm I'm going back to a little kid as watching. What what was that show with the fire department when when we grew up? It was like the first fire show, and they were always uh, out rescuing someone. Right? I don't know. The, was it rescue nine one one? I was going to say nine one one, but. I, I, yeah, right? I mean, the first thing they did when they got on scene is like have a 30-year-old female. Patient assessment. Right? Scenario. 30-year-old male. Right. right. Chief complaint is chest pain, shortness of breath. Right? And they right. need to know that. Right. They don't get on the radio and go, 30-year-old. Person identifies as a unicorn. Exactly. Right. We have a furry. We have a potential furry. <laughs> we have we have a heartbeat on their horn. <laughs> right. <laughs> They need to know what they're working on. Right. So. Yeah, I was going to ask you guys that, you know, and, and you brought up the same thing, Dave, in, in my question, and I, I know you have the answer to it, Jim, is after meeting that captain and whether he's politically correct, and I think you could ask, at least I hope you could ask somebody that was feeling this way, but, you know, in, in our woke society, he or she politically correct do you want him to show up and put out the fire at your house? Or do you want a group that's worried about what their pronoun is? Exactly. And yeah. I, I think that's the, and that's what you were getting at. And I, I understand that, but I, I just trying to give it, give it a different context of I, you just describing him. I want him to call, Can I call him? Right. Cause I don't know what everybody yeah. else is going to do showing yeah. up at my house. Yeah. Sounds to me like we should have him on the podcast. I would spend too much time editing. Like, <laughs> I mean, every other word was MF and F this and get out. And I'm sure if we told him, I bet he can handle that just fine. Nope. Jim. He no no. 
I'm telling you, he, yeah, he, he was just you could take this out. He was just like, "Fuck it, Jim." Yeah, I mean, he he just doesn't care. Like, the he had actually students complain about him because they felt like he pushed things too far, and they were gonna let him go. So he told the president of Front Range and two other hotshots there, "Okay, yeah, you want to fire me? Cool, come to my classrooms, come to one of my lectures." And they came to a lecture and they sat through it. He said they all walked out with their heads down. And they never spoke to him since, but they didn't fire him. <laughs> and this was years ago. So, yeah, he's not, he will not censor anything for, I mean, he's that dude. He'll just tell you, like, I'm not, this is who I am. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah, I would love to have him on. I'll ask yeah. him, you know, but I just, I don't know that he is capable gotcha. of, <laughs> of turning. Sure. <laughs> or we could do, I mean, we could have him on and publish it. I don't, I don't on, care. On that podcast, Jam, you'd have to do the expressed, uh, opinion right. statement right at the yeah. very beginning yeah. yeah this guy i mean honestly like i i was kind of i was waiting for him because i feel like there's been some weak instruction during this class mm. and i've been waiting for this guy and he kind of lit a fire into my ass like you know why like what am what am i why am i here you right know what i mean like yeah am i going to live up to his standard because i have a career you know my career is here at jfw but i would want him to look at me and be like Oh, you want to volunteer on my team or you want to, you know, I mean, he basically said, when you get out of this class, you may know, you may know enough to have dinner with me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know, like he was just, yeah, he was the guy I've been waiting for. And I just would love to relate his attitude about his team to JFW. Cause really it's not about nouns or pronouns or he, she, like, the, the point I was trying to drive home is we have expectations here, right? You have a heavy permit. We don't want you running over 92,000 pounds, right? You get here in the morning, we want you to be here on time. Yeah. Everyone's going to be late once in a while, but you shouldn't be late three days a week. I bet none of his team members are late. Sorry to Oh, I bet, I bet they're early. <laughs> I bet they're early checking equipment, right? You, you you have a, a problem with your, with a system on the truck? We expect you to write it up. We don't even expect you to fix it, but do the job right. Like I'm just getting a little <laughs> bit, I'm just getting a little bit worn out on the lack of effort. You show up to a fire and go, it's always been that way. Yeah, yeah. that that was like that when <laughs> I got here. The, the pump, pump doesn't pump water. I'm sorry, it's always yeah. been like that. The oxygen bottles out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it must have it must have came out over the weekend. Yeah. So why? And, and you mentioned it, Jam, because we can go out and kill people so easy. So why is it okay for us to be okay with mediocre with, with screwing up? Yeah. Why is mediocre at best? I mean, maybe maybe it's because his industry is very competitive with people that want to get on that team, and the pool of people of that caliber is bigger. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Yeah, you know, getting onto that guy's truck. Trust me, like you had to, <laughs> you had to put in the work. Be, being which I'm being on the low road, being the drama that and what we deal with and how when you go places, I would think the pool to get on that team just keeps shrinking, Jim. That's that's that would be a fear of mine. Huh. You know, it'd be it'd be like going if the United States had to go to war. Hmm. Could we rally behind our country? Could we defend our country? It worries me. Hold on, let me put my bong down. (laughs) 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 Yeah. And I guess that's what, 
probably I did a poor job of trying to explain it, but that's what I, I hope, you know, we talk about safety stuff in our trucks and doing all that kind of stuff, but this is a great way to reach a small group of people that's hopefully reaching other people, other people that, that we're not, we're not making things up. You guys, we're not, we're not drama filled. We're not nothing. This is, this is just facts. Yeah. I guess just looking at the situation with the dirty truck too. I don't really know why that driver quit, but all he did is ask him to clean his truck up and put it to the way that he found and it. And that was too much. And that was too much. Yeah. I mean, he just selected himself. Yep. Unless so there you, was something else going on. Perfect. Yeah. You, so you, to my point, that's the guy we want going to war with us? Nope. No, I don't. <laughs> Bye, or, or on the or on the Chiefs team? Nope. Not you know, at all. that's what you know. We're we're looking for that. We're looking for that firefighter. Mm-hmm. You know, and and to make us better. Absolutely. You know, that's what. Just just right quick, Jim. That's what you know. You think of the the cruise I just went on. I, I am you know ninety percent positive that because it, it was uh, uh, Norwegian that the service that we received all over that boat or that ship, if you're not willing to give that service, you you're not on there. that boat. Huh. Yeah. I, I guarantee it. If you don't, if you, if you're not willing just to do the job or don't have the heart for that position, Norwegian, you're not on that boat very long. Right. You know, I bet, I bet they can drop you in a port pretty quick. Huh. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I'm pretty sure the people that work there make some quan too. Right. Because sure. there's no taxes because they're at sea I'm is sure. my understanding. But they, but we've seen the people, Dave, and, and I don't know when they took breaks. You don't see that, but it was the same guy at six o'clock if we were up. Yep. And the same guy at six o'clock that night. Right. You know, they're, and, they're busting it. Yeah, yeah. And they're, you know, what they pull off. Me and Super Dave talk about it quite a bit that, you know, you, you you have the people when you go into dock to get off the ship. They get off. You got four hours, and in between the people that get back on is another four hours. They've exchanged that whole ship in four hours, basically, right. off and on, and and they're back out sailing. And it, and yeah, it's just it can be done. That's the th- other other companies are doing. It. We're doing it. Yeah, I was gonna say. We're, we're, you know, the the guy that that works on Norwegian. He would probably come here and look at operation in the morning and see the trucks come back at night and be like, wow, you guys are going to do this again in 12 hours? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. This yeah, is an yeah. impressive operation. Like, yes, there's yeah. no doubt in my mind, we are the Norwegian cruise lines of Endum trucking. You know, <laughs> yeah. we are, you know, we have the engine that this guy Troy Bohm runs and is the captain of, right? We, we are that. We are that. Yeah. You know, but people got to want it more than we want it for them. You know, you got to want to learn more than we want to coach you up. You got to want to do good more than we want it to be good. So, yeah, yep. and so, that's that's the reason for this podcast. Absolutely. I mean, that's what it's developed into. It's it's you know we we've explicitly in those two interviews we just did for the for the new position, Jim. They both wanted to know what what we expected. Huh. and and we've we've told you what we expect right here, right now. Yep. There is no guessing. And, and, and Super Dave's heard it for years. Well, you didn't tell me that, right, Super Dave? Uh, you didn't tell me that. Well, you you know, and and we've gotten better through the years. Well, here's the signature page with your signature on it. <laughs> right. Uh, I think yeah. I did. Yep. Right. And pretty sure we did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. We, Soup, you got. Oh, sorry. You done, Jim? Yeah. Dumb, no, dumb. I'm dumb, sorry. Dumb, <laughs> dumb, 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 dumb. Soup, you got anything else? <laughs> you know, it comes down to. At the end of the day, do you want to win the championship? Right. 
and and if you do you've got to go the extra mile to get there you got to do your job better you've got to have more in excitement and enthusiasm um you have to believe you know you can't just go through the motions and i do say this a lot everybody is going to know this in the interviews i say we want to go out and win the super bowl every single day and um it's hard you know and believe me we all have days that we're not going to win the super bowl absolutely but, uh, you just got to keep swinging you know and, right and like dave just said you know the 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 mess up with the tickets you know he's not he's not like oh pouting out in a corner what and, a failure yeah I mean, what a, you know <laughs> wah, wah, wah. yeah he I, we should fire him um, but what 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 he took from that is I'm sure he'll never make that mistake. And like right. again, like you said, Jam, uncharacteristic. But the sweet thing about all of that is that the the people we had with us to help us out with that, right? Yeah. And that's what we're asking yeah. for. We're all going to screw up, but how, how do we how do we get past that? And that's having a culture of people around you. Yeah. Right. I mean, I hope I drove that point home. Oh, you did. Those yeah, guys didn't call me and go, what do you want me to do? Yeah. Is they this what me, you want? They called me and said, this is what we've got. <laughs> Options. Right. Are you sure? And Options. we've checked into this. Yeah. Right. And then yeah. it was like next obstacle. And they didn't call and go, what do you want me to do? I mean. It, or just sit at the airport, miss that flight and just sit there until. <laughs> until until and, I come up with something. Yeah, right. Or like, hey, why are you guys still at the airport? Oh, we didn't. I mean, those guys brainstormed every step of the way, called me with the plan, and I was like, all I had to do was go, okay, okay. I mean, and it was funny. They called me with plan A. What do you want to do, Dave? Okay, sounds good. Do it. They called me with plan B. Okay, sounds good. Do it. And then we're to, we're to plan C. It's like, yeah, you got to do it. Okay, let's do it. You know, I mean, they just rock stars. Yeah, and the thing, thing though, too, Dave, is I, I, I want to – because you might come up with an idea or a plan, but you also have to look that it's not just good for you. Right. Yeah. It's not just your goal. We're we're we're, we're group orientated. Yeah. You touched on that earlier, Jam. The, the you know when you had the discussion about the lone wolf and stuff and that. But we're we're a society of people, you know, and and we're we're better as a group, mm-hmm. you know. And we we have so many sayings about that too, and we we just gotta. I keep battling. Yeah. Hey, I do want to jump back on just a little bit of work. We've literally just come through 30 days of hell, right? I mean, the weather is finally nice this week. Looks like we could have some possible snow showers on 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 Friday, Friday. again. And it's just like, oh, but I mean, don't get beat down. This is, I mean, this is winter, you know? I mean, it's it has been a brutal January Everybody that's hanging in there has been doing a great job, but it, it, it's been rough. I'm not going to lie to you. And then the cold snap and, you know, super slow on work and just all of that. So spring's right around the corner. Everything will get back to normal. Everybody will be begging for a day off pretty soon, you I, know, so. And I did. I wanted to mention, too, and I forgot, you know, thanks for reminding me, Dave. Just kind of opposite of that, I thought, because we're busy today. Um, we didn't even couldn't put all the trucks we've been putting on uh, CMEX and stuff like that. If you haven't been working, you might be a little rusty. Yeah, and take point. It, take it a little bit slow. Yeah, you know, you know, check your truck out, check the truck out that you got assigned to today. Do all that stuff. It's not a rush. You don't have to go make up for the last month. 
Yeah, you, you need, can't. You can't. You need yeah. to work today and tomorrow and the next day, and pretty soon you 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 put a winning season together for that yeah. Super Bowl. Yeah. So take take it easy. Yeah, you can't go up to Firestone, put on ninety two thousand for your permit, and go to Castle Rock. Yep. Down I twenty five. You can. Well, <laughs> just saying, not a good plan. No. So, yeah, you can't no. make up for what we've lost no. in one day. <coughs> Steady Eddie. So, no. It's Great coming. advice. Hang in there. Yep. Guys, ready to say the creed? I hope Absolutely. So. Let's go. Together we face and overcome all that stands before us. Together we are accident free. Together we joyfully create honest value for those we serve. Together we celebrate our differences and respect those with whom we work. Together we are accountable for our words and our actions. Together we are the JFW family. Thanks, everybody. Have a great week. I see those big, bright, shiny red trucks just a-trucking down the road. Those big, bright, shiny red trucks just a-looking for another load. Well, it's a family tradition, any Rocky Mountain day. Our fathers before us showed us the way. We work for asphalt cowboys and concrete kings. But that's never been a problem, cause we got diesel in our veins. We've got diesel in our veins. I see those big, bright, shiny red trucks just a trucking down the road. Those big, bright, shiny red trucks just looking for another load. There's a couple million tons to move I see them everywhere So you best get out their way And watch that sand and gravel disappear There's another run to make We gotta get it there on time And we got what it takes To lay it all out on the line Big bright shiny red trucks just a trucking down the road. Those big bright shiny red trucks just looking for another load. Those big bright shiny red trucks got the best drivers in town. They got all the tools they need to keep that hammer down. When they hit them scales, they won't need to dodge them, won't need to duck them. They just keep that hammer down And they keep that diesel truckin' Keep that hammer down And keep that diesel truckin' I see those big, bright, shiny red trucks Just a-truckin' down the road Those big, bright, shiny red trucks Just a-lookin' for another Keep them doors closed, keep them butts in their seats Cause those customers are calling, and those red trucks can't be beat They've gotta put the hammer down, and pick up another load Get it off the ground, keep them eyes open and on the road Keep them eyes open on the road
shiny red trucks just a trucking down the road. Those big bright shiny red trucks just looking for another load. Breaker, Breaker 23, anybody got a copy on that Channel 23 podcast? Welcome and thanks for listening.